Material Components. Episode 85, Bonds and Ideals. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for hosting. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, I am Olivia, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. Hello, friends. I am Michael Isman, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, Half Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And I'm just going to soak in this moment of getting through an intro normally. So professional. Ooh, it feels oh. good. Different, but good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a different energy tonight. Yeah. Uh, like a get shit done energy. Yeah. Speaking of Do which, it. Uh, and speaking of getting shit done, I would of course like to ask before we begin today's session the same thing I ask every time, and that is, do you remember what happened last time? Take yeah. a look. At Obliga obligatory blood war shouted in the obligatory distance. Blood war. Blood war. Blood war. It's like free. Yeah. All I wanted to do was get rid of the imp. Yeah. Well, turns out it wasn't an imp. So, in yeah. a way, the concept of the imp is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but replaced with something much, much worse. That's like a I lot like worse. Just want you to try to summon the lesser again <laughs> and see uh, what happens. I think I'd like the imp back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in an attempt uh, to deal with uh, cherishes traitorous familiar, uh, which is a fun spell in its own right. Uh, yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> Tra cherishes traitorous familiar. Level now, one level spell. spell. Oh, you just summon an archdevil who disguises himself as an imp, and it sucks for you. <laughs> you just very subtly works against all of your uh, goals and desires. Well, precisely okay. what the lesser, nay Asmodeus. Uh, was up to in all of the time they spent disguised as your familiar is a very disconcerting question that now hangs heavy over the party because precisely what Asmodeus was doing, why the prime evil decided to hang around you, and for just how long the Crimson Duke had been in your midst are questions you don't have the answer to. Yeah. Just like Maybe he Asmodeus, you know. Was Why was he, he just chillin'? Yeah. I mean, reconnaissance, I imagine. I yeah, I'm on, I'm on the side that, of boredom. A thing that occurred to me after the session as I was desperately trying to go to sleep. Um... <laughs> If it was Asmodeus the whole time, why was he so worried about me when I uh, was stuck in the Dreamlands for two weeks? Maybe he's really good at lying because he's Yeah, Asmodeus. I mean, <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if Asmodeus was good at lying? 
<laughs> who knows? Yes, all questions that you are asking yourselves now as you think through the implications of the fact that Cherish's Infamiliar, the lesser, who you have seen on and off since the beginning of this campaign, since episode two. Um, yeah. Just how long has this creature been simply a facade of the Lord of Bator as Medeus? Who knows? Well, I know, but who <laughs> yeah. knows in a more general sense? <laughs> yeah. But the least ways, that was just the first half of the session. <laughs> yep. <laughs> After you'd confronted Asmodeus, Lord of Bador, King of Archdevils, yeah. Yeah. and after yep. he got bored with you and left... Oh, uh, we dominated him. <laughs> we dunked on him real hard. Here's a, like, riding off, like, oh, got in those good, good hits. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Like, oh, shit, I can't contend with you guys. I'm out. Yeah. That's <laughs> clearly what happened. <laughs> After he fled from your glorious <laughs> presence, yeah. do you remember what happened afterward? Well, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, so we have, you know, get shit done energy. Um, <laughs> we proceeded to like really not get shit done by getting distracted at Duskwalker Import and Export, which we are so easily. It's a very distracting. I mean, process. we were there. We were there for a reason, you know. We we bought some things that were very beneficial to. But our like, region. it took us like twenty minutes. That is true. And I mean, I can't deny that. And, and also, Camion being like, "Stop this! Stop yeah. these shenanigans!" Yeah, Camion did not condone any tomfoolery where uh, Omatep was concerned. I mean, you gotta oh. you, you gotta I get your tomfoolery it. out while you can, you know. It's true. I'm. It's probably going to get a bit more serious. Who knows? Though you did, there was something strange going on at Duskwalker Import and Export TM. It was. It seems as though the the shop reacts adversely if it does not meet some sort of deals quota, some transactional limit that is required by that strange, semi-infinite, quasi-intelligent space. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It That's certainly horrifying. didn't help that there is a shortage of customer base, seeing as the city at the center of the valley, Stormhaven, has suffered a rather catastrophic blow of late, of which you found out from the old mage herself. Yes. Yeah, we, we had a conversation to... with her. Yeah, right before we went to Duskwalker. Um, yeah. He's sleepy. <laughs> Well, I mean, we did it. talk to her right after. Yeah, Wait, but like, was it? it was right after. Yeah, Basically, but I mean, yeah. it, but it was a combination of being she, right after the ritual, but then but also she she's been like yeah, shit. She's been um, spreading she herself told, a little thin. Yeah, yeah, and told us that she could no longer do that. Yeah, for well, she did say potentially if we the next gave few her a days. couple days. Yeah. But of course, we our plan now is just to get there as soon as possible. So yeah. maybe we're not yes. going to. In talking things over with the old mage, you learned that her efforts to hold back whatever it is that is pressing itself against the membrane of the realm scar, leading to you're pretty sure the abyss, 
some presence is attempting to rip its way in, and the old mage has been successfully holding it back for the last couple of days, ever since you informed her about it. Before that, you had had some instances of massive tentacles erupting from pools of water and dragging people to their doom into some terrible, dark, swirling water. That has mm-hmm. yet to have occurred since that time, but now that she is going to have to refigure her focus, you don't know what will happen the next time the ritual that keeps the valley safe goes off. What you do know is that things are getting worse here at the warfront. South of Fort Verge, there is a vast morass being created by a portal leading to, you're pretty sure, the Abyss. And from that place, hordes of demon kind are spilling forth. Their vestiges terrible to behold, their war cries never-ending. It is only by the combined might of the Guardian Guilds of the Valley, the Jarashir, who wield their tempest magics like some kind of terrible, thunderous artillery, and a legion of Avernus, which has made itself known here due to the deals made by one of your fellow Threadless Companions, your good, good friend, Valor. Best friend, you might say. What might I say? The grudging acquaintance. Te- Work plays associates. <laughs> yeah, technically those... Yeah. <laughs> Guy I happen to know. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, in recent days, what with the appearance of a cherished doppelganger having seemingly uh, fooled Valor into thinking that Cherish was willing to sacrifice herself to Asmodeus. Uh, that has, of course, been corrected in recent days after some friction between Cherish and Valor that uh, still kind of remains unsettled. Hug also, potentially something scandalous. There we was found out last also episode. that, that uh, whatever happened between Doppel Cherish and uh, the erstwhile tiefling fighter. You you don't know what has happened, but uh, he seems somewhat embarrassed about it. Was Valor's embarrassed and Jet thought I was leaving him, so I don't know. <laughs> Triple threat. Between that and the possibility and that Doppel Cherish may in fact be Cherish's dad, none of it's good news. None of it's good news. It's all bad news, in fact. Cherish's father is very efficient at fucking people's lives up. If there's one thing we know about Mephistopheles, it's that his efficiency where fucking people's lives up is bar none. It's quite impressive, actually. (laughs) So, impressed. Do you remember where we left things off last time? Uh, yes, we uh, were splitting the party. (laughs) Oh yeah. To do stuff. Yeah, like, you always do. <laughs> hasn't hasn't killed us yet. Hasn't killed us yet. Yes. Why do we tempt uh, fate, I guess? Why? Uh, yeah. Uh, Cherish uh, 
hopped back on that infernal bike to uh, accompany Valor in reporting to the infernal forces and perhaps has some other goals up her sleeve. Indeed. Uh, Tirza has made her way off to the Jarashir camp to mm, sort of let them in on the plan, as it were. What is the plan again? What, 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 what plan is the have? plan again? Do we have a plan for them? You know, for them? No, I meant I meant a plan. Like, I mean, hey, we have sort of a plan. Um, sure. It's just, I think it's just to not fight each other as much as they are a unified yeah. front, as it were. That's pretty. I'm going to do. Hey, can you please not kill some devils for a second? <laughs> and then once the rift... Valor is... had also said there was an implication that once you start closing the rift, the odds are that every demon is going to come rushing towards your efforts. <sighs> so having the combined might of all the forces assembled here attacking at that moment might be beneficial. Yeah. Yes. So working out some and, way of indicating yeah. that to the forces gathered here might be a priority. Could be. And we'll also, you know... No. Olivia, you're making a face. Come on. Just spit it out. No, I know. I just... Uh, it's... Uh, no. I. Yeah. Pri priorities. Priorities. I don't know. No words. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, words bad. English, not good. Um, also, like, it's, it would be good for us, I don't think it matters so much for the Infernal Forces, but it'd be good for us to be like, hey, we're not abandoning you. <laughs> we're gonna go, but, like, it's to help. We're not just gonna, like, peace out randomly and... It's gonna look like we are. It's gonna look like we're straight up leaving. But we're not. We're leaving... But we're not leaving. We won't be here. But we're helping. Why are we wasting this role play right now? We could be using this in the scenes, man. But yeah, while this Cherish is good and shit. <laughs> so good. are heading off to their individual uh, factions, Grawl and Sid remain behind. And right there at the very end, uh, Sid, you got one last message from an unexpected source. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, Lucidian uh, held up his end of the bargain and brought uh, a sized force. I don't think he specified how many people he brought down. As many as he um, could. As many as he could. Um, uh, down to... Uh, I think he's at Fort Verge at the moment. Um, but I told him to make his way down to the front. And I would... Um, uh, told him to meet with Hexia Cobbseed at the very least, uh, the leaders of the um, Guardian Guilds. It's true. Uh, yeah, Lucidian Lyodon, Sid's uh, long absent father, has uh, made good on a promise to bring reinforcements. And though they are a few days away, you know at least that there are a few familiar faces among those reinforcements, not least of which are your. Dragon buddy, Darren Dunn, 
and a certain uh, Oni warlock who uh, is of Grawl's acquaintance as well as everybody else's. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> a rift keeper. It's okay. We know. We know Ezeko is here for. It's fine. Knowledge. Well, Knowledge. I think it's it, it definitely. Uh, yeah, glow exactly. Weaver. It's the Gloam Weaver. Yeah, that was what I meant. What did you guys mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why Grawl was the first person she messaged when she got here. Mm-hmm. The all-knowing Grawl. Yes. <laughs> Purveyor of stuff. So, as we come back to this, the 26th of So, you are making your final preparations for the journey to the Amberfell Mines and the Realm Scar therein. Tirza, you are headed back to the Jarashir camp. Mm-hmm. It was only yesterday that you left here after reaffirming certain truths with fellow auger bearers, after reestablishing perhaps the very basis of what it is to be a Jarashir while at the same time discovering the treachery of four of your number. As you ride back into the camp, you find a somewhat different air than you did yesterday. There is a factionalization that has clearly occurred within this camp. Whereas before, it seemed like a more of a unified group, close-knit, and very much of a singular purpose. Now there are clearly divisions here that weren't there before. You're not quite sure where the lines of contention are drawn, but you can see it clearly in the way certain camps are closely clumped together, and people will walk more quickly past certain chunks of the camp. That is not good. Um, upon, like, upon arriving, is there anyone I see immediately, though? Any auger bears, or potentially someone from Udbari who I know? Um, let's find out. Yeah, you, actually, (laughs) funnily enough, someone you know, and someone who is from Udbari, uh, Pallavi Stormstaff, the human auger bearer who bears the Stormstaff, which is a rod of burnt oak carved from a lightning-struck tree. Uh, another auger bearer from Utbari, her shaved head uh, downcast and a hood pulled up as she stares off into the distance towards the rumbling of thunderous, hellish guns to the north. But she will look up as you approach your glimmering celestial reindeer, not exactly subtle. No. And she will lift her uh, staff in greeting. I will hail her back. Uh, storm staff, glad to see you. Things have... I've only been gone a day. Sort of indicate the uh, tensions that seem to be brewing. She'll cast a glance over her shoulder, but 
nod and say, Some of the people have not exactly taken Gulshan's disappearance well. That is... understandable. They don't suspect foul play, do they? I mean, beyond... Well, actually, they probably should. There was some inherent... The only words that are coming to my mind right now are hanky-panky, but that doesn't seem to properly address the situation. I apologize. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, No. It's difficult to quash rumors. The rest of the Scaled Council is doing their best, but uh, three out of four does not exactly engender confidence in many of the folk from Pashbari. That's understandable. Um, I have some, not news, but a message. Do you know where I could find uh, Sedna? I believe Sedna is in the temple. She should be with, uh, I think, Leanne and possibly uh, Benoni, I believe, are both with her. The three people I wanted to talk to. Hell yeah. Uh, and if Bononia is uh, there, then Varsha probably is as well. I imagine she's probably not let him out of her sight. <laughs> no, no. Not again. Tears oh. uh, a sort of like winces. Like a well, I guess, yeah. More just uh, re- uh, relatable, rather than... Uh, Alright, uh, thank you, Pallavi. I am... Uh, how are you doing with Buto's disappearance, with all their dear disappearances? It's... Strange. You think you know someone. For years. Buto was there when I bonded with... And she stops before she says the name of her auger. When I bonded with the staff, he helped guide me through my first visitations. I thought I knew him. Yes, I... I... This has been a great blow for all of us. I just hope there is more to it than simple treachery. I... I hope for that as well. Um... I'm... Thank you for staying and guiding everyone. I hope I can be of some help while I'm here. 
They'll never keep the Utbari girls down. If we're here, we'll make it through anything. Um, uh, Tirza will, like, smile really broadly and clasp her shoulder uh, and nod and then take her leave. You get a sense of warm affection coming off of Sadagar as you walk past. Yes. A definite sense of just like, oh, I like her. <laughs> um, great, I will make my way to the the temple. Okay. As you do, other Jarashir will give you signs of recognition and uh, deference. You definitely get one or two bows and gestures that are maybe a little stiffer than some. Uh, not outright suspicion, but certainly people are... There are more than a few Jarashir here from Pashbari. It was the closest of the Bari to this location. So members mm -hmm. of the Thunder Guard who were there were able to get here faster. And so it's those people whose leader, whose representation among the Scale Council has now gone, that yeah. are really wondering precisely why... The minute somebody from Utbari showed up, specifically you, that their yeah. council member disappeared. Probably, yeah. That, you know, that is, that's fair. I will, I will do my best to return their, uh, uh, like, greetings as genuinely and warmly as possible. But I'm also not, like going to go out of my way to be like let me because I doubt that that would work <laughs> okay um, give me a persuasion roll at disadvantage well darn Mike <laughs> I'm just wanna, you, did, you said you weren't putting that much effort into it yeah uh, it well because it was I, I was more indicating that she's being genuine rather than trying to be diplomatic. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a ten. Total? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there are definitely some people who are receptive to your genuine affections as you're just moving through and giving uh, signs of recognition back, but there are one or two pretty dirty looks that are shot your way when they think you're not looking. Yeah. Which is weird. <sighs> All right. Feel from a jar of sheer. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll continue on my way then. Okay. Approaching the enormous longhouse that sits beneath the shadow of the storm tower, which buoys the large bulbous tempest above you which occasionally lashes out with a bolt of lightning arcing across the horizon. You see that standing sentinel out front is Varsha Ironheart, the wood elf with the strange wrapped breastplate made of banded snakes made of iron that wrap around her torso. She will um, I will. You as you approach. I will, uh, 
greet her as well. Um, I I won't necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't stop for conversation unless she asks beyond asking if Sedna and Leanne are in fact inside. Uh, she'll nod. Okay. Um, I'll I'll leave Carrie to go. Do whatever Carrie does when she's not around me. Okay. Elliot, I need you to make a comic of what Carrie does when <laughs> when she's not around. I'll commission you for it later. <laughs> Carrie sitting in a <laughs> diner somewhere, <laughs> sipping coffee, reading a newspaper. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that she is in that uh, large congregation room. Considering, where the are. yeah, you have two options in the temple. There is the large congregation room and the uh, the ritual space at its head that you summoned your gods at just the other day. Uh, there is then the space downstairs where they keep all of the dead preserved until they can do funerary rites. So uh, if she is down there, that would be a little odd. Yeah. Um. Perfect. I will. Uh. I'll go to them. And greet them. Um, I'm assuming Leanne is also there. Yeah, you also see that Vishal is, uh, is present in the space, though not with uh, Sedna and the other two auger bearers. He is instead off to one side with a smattering of Jarashir gathered around him, and they are... There is an old practice among the gurus of the Jarashir, the teachers... They have a, a very traditional way of teaching, and that is their students ask them questions and they provide answers. And if there's discourse to be had, they uh, have a, a strong methodology of debate among the Jarashir they find is the best way of learning. <laughs> very strange. Um... I will, yeah, I will nod and smile, and uh, if he notices, give a little wave, but otherwise I will just go straight to, to Sedna. Yeah, there seems to be a very uh, focused debate happening here about the nature of Ozzy Dahaka, and that seems to be on everybody's mind right now. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, okay. But... Sedna and Benoni and Leanne are up near the top of the temple. The basin that had been filled with water and snakes and gods just the other day is now empty. Uh, returned mm -hmm. to its dry state. The liquid has been dispersed to the, the ewers that are spread throughout the temple to provide light. Mm -hmm. And the three auger bearers um, are, yeah, within that basin yeah, having I'll a discussion. Um, as I walk up, I I don't want to like interrupt their conversation necessarily, but I will um like sling an arm around Benoni immediately and just well, quick little jostle there. Just like, good to see you, buddy. He's my favorite. He's like my little brother. Uh, and he is very startled because he seemed to be at the center of this conversation because, as per normal, Sedna 
isn't doing a ton of talking. It was mostly conversation between Bononi and Leanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he seemed to be saying something about his auger speaking to him. And when you throw an arm around his shoulder, he lets out a yelp of surprise. Oh, I... Gosh, I'm sorry. And he says, Oh, oh uh, Cloakbearer, it's, um, wow. And Leanne will give a, a, a brief flash of a smile, but then nod towards you. I'm so not used to having friends. Um, uh, uh, greetings, Augerbound. Uh, I apolo- apologize for startling you and for interrupting some sort of conversation, it seems. I, I merely wanted to update you on, on what the next steps are. Sedna's glances towards you, her face drawn and looking thoughtful, but uh, smiles towards you as you approach her lower snake half coiled beneath her so that she's kind of just propped upright as though standing. Um, I will smile back and give a respectful nod and uh, continue. It, it, it seems that there is discontent brewing because of, well, because of everything that happened yesterday. Leanne will nod and say, It is not easy for some of them to accept that Gulshan is simply gone. They seek answers beyond the ones we can provide. That is understandable. I... Are they... Do you know if people are are wanting to leave or, or go find him? There are many who question the validity of our story regarding the heretics waylaying Azi Dahaka. Many believe that such a thing is not possible. Uh, I mean, for... Yesterday, I might not have might not have thought that possible myself, but surely they understand that we're giving all of the answers we can. We are giving all of the answers we can, aren't we? Of course, the scaled council members who return are doing their best to assuage the truth to our people. That the heretics have somehow stolen away both Azidahaka and Gulshan, holding them at bay somewhere. Many call for us to hunt them down, to destroy them, and many assume that is precisely what the auger bearers of Azidahaka do even now. That would be nice. It would be nice to simply know anything about what their intentions are. Yes. And, uh, 
the rest, the rest of it, uh, what we've discovered, have, has anyone, are we going to eliminate? And she will grit her teeth slightly, and she definitely grips at the large tome that she carries, her auger-bound book. And she was definitely one of the people to take this not exactly well yesterday when you had some of these revelations. But she will say, Agni is seeing to that. Fool of a man insists on... Every scrap of truth we have is being told among our people. Surely you don't disagree with that method. I... Perhaps, perhaps not. There is wisdom in what he does, but I fear he moves too quickly. Yes, well... We have 500 years of tradition telling us one thing, and suddenly... <sighs> Welcome to my last three months. Um, yeah, yes, but if this is... Potentially there's not a lot of time left to fix everything. No. Or, or to at least undo some of the I misconceptions. I believe Agni is doing it right. It is not a matter of erasing what we were. It is simply a progression. Good. The way it's, he it's and Vishal tell it, this is simply a greater truth on top of what we already knew to be true. You speak as if you don't quite believe that, but... I speak as though I have memorized a book saying one thing, and only to find I am missing several chapters. No, I, I understand. I Believe me, the last few months have been very confusing and distressing for me, but I, the hope is, is that if we all are... Going through it together, uh, that sounds very naive. Um, anyway, I have messages to convey, and I, I have to probably be leaving again quickly, so. And uh, from nearby, Sedna will say in her small, old voice, How we, may we be of service, Cloakbearer? My compatriots and I are going to go close uh, the rift, the portal from whence all of these demons emerge. Uh, there is... Well, I, this is the only way we have a fighting chance, and we... The Jarashir should be ready when the time comes 
to uh, capitalize on that opportunity. But um, I also the plan is, um, or rather, we we suspect that when we close the rift, there is going to be probably a, a well, they'll probably be very mad. Um, and I believe the hope is to send the send the devils in uh, as sort of a a cleanup crew, and we were hoping the Jarashir could be a part of that, sort of. And Bononi will say, "The demons won't just disappear when this portal is closed." They haven't at the other. We've closed many rifts and it, or well, <laughs> many. We've closed three. Uh, but at none of them have. It seems that whatever has spilled in from other realms doesn't go away. It just. Yeah. Leanne will nod and say. This is one of the prime duties of the Thunder Guard, to rout out that which comes unbidden. Right. And I would never... I don't want to say that the Jarashir should hold themselves back. I know that is not our way, but I do just want to urge caution. I don't trust... That the devils are as under control as they play at. And I. I worry that this plan may lead to a lot of death. I'd like the Jarashir to be at the back of that. And. With a bit of a toothy grin, Sedna will say, We will destroy that which remains unbidden. Great. <laughs> um, right. That's, that's about what I expected. Um, Maybe mm, I've been sent here to secure at least some sort of indication that the infernal forces won't be uh, interfered with, at least. I... Sedna and Leanne will exchange a look. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much a... Uh, 
Listen, they're a very large and very well-structured force, and if we could potentially use them uh, as an ally, but as a buffer, there's a chance that two groups will destroy each other. I, I mean, not completely, but then at that point we're just, you know... Sedna will nod, and Leanne will say, There is wisdom in that. I just... Protecting the valley is the number one priority, of course, but protecting our own is close after that. The two older women will definitely nod at that. Benoni kind of looking back and forth yeah. between this conversation, not quite sure what to make of it. Yep. Me either, little bro. But Leanne will say, simply give us the signal and we will do our part. If the devils strike at the demon kind, we will act as their cavalry, if needs be. That is... Yes. Thank you. Your... That is exactly what I was angling at. <laughs> Thank you. Sedna will nod at that. She will look over across the room, and you can see that even from a distance of nearly 70 feet, she exchanges a glance with uh, Vishal, and something is exchanged between the two members of the Scaled Council, though you're not entirely mm -hmm. sure what kind of communication is had silent and at such a distance. Um, I will, I, I did hear when I was coming up them, their, a little bit of their conversation. Yeah, Bononi seemed to be talking about some kind of discussion he was having with his Forgebound item. Uh, I apologize uh, again for my interruption. What was it you were all talking about? And Leanne will smile and say, Young Bononi was simply saying, Well, he was asking questions about the nature of the augurs with this new information we have about where they come from, questions about their purpose in all of this. Uh, Tirza will grin really big at him and say, uh, Excellent! I've been trying to get information out of the old man for, for months, but unfortunately we have some communication barrier, and I'll kind of just, like, give him a little squeeze on my own shoulder. 
and Leanne to indicate and that I know it's mostly me being stupid. <laughs> but Leanne the Learned will nod and say, it can be difficult to interpret the emotions of the augurs. And Benoni will say, no, that's just it. My forge bond item, it doesn't... There are words there, learned one. It started yesterday. So, they so are quickly, small that's and strange. weak, but they are there. And what does it say? asks to be destroyed. Does Sadagar have a reaction to that? Confusion? Uncertainty? Why? Why would it... There are very few words. It says, break, open, destroy. And Leanne will say, it might be referring to the valley itself. The time of tempest is upon us. It's true, and as... The Twelfth Bound, it would only make sense, Bright Seeker, that your item calls for opening. Benoni will shake his head and say, that's not what it feels like. I don't know. And Leanne will say, just don't go breaking your forge-bound item anytime soon. Yeah, can I make an insight check to see how... God, if I leave, is this kid gonna break his forge-bound item? Give me an insight check. Okay. I know I'm not supposed to say this, but it's okay. I'm good at these. Mm -hmm. um, I did it. I cursed myself. Uh, 13. <laughs> he seems confused and lost and unsure about what's going on. And he's just trying to make sense of what little information he has. And okay. he's doing that in the presence of two of the smartest people he knows. Yep, yep. Hey, but also I'm here. <laughs> so, oh, and also it's all good. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, when I get back, I'll, I'll try to return and, and we can figure it out together. All right. He'll nod, and again, something you started noticing yesterday during, just after the revelations about the Living Gate, 
He'll stare back down at his forge-bound item, the small statuette depicting the three gods in triplicate, and just be looking at it intently as though he's listening to some small voice. <laughs> okay. Um, I will gently clasp his forearm and give it just like a little squeeze, uh, and I will nod to Leanne and bow to Sedna and um, say, well, I... Time is of the essence, so I'd, I'd better get back to my companions. And Leanne will say, Are you sure you do not want any of the other auger bearers accompanying and- you? I... We're trying to keep ourselves as as stealthy as possible. We have a long way to go, and will. it will be very, very dangerous for a large party. She'll sigh and nod and say, If we two will, we're still here. Sedna will shake her head, but then kind of slither towards you, Tirza, and when she's slithering forward, she suddenly gets a lot shorter than when she's propping herself up on her snake-coiled body. Mm-hmm. But she'll come up to you and take one of your hands and pat them and say in her tiny voice, Shamaran, be with you, child. And with you as well. May she guide you to your purpose. And she'll say, she already has. And when she smiles, (laughs) you suddenly get a flash of the same little smile that Shamron the Wise gave you not one day ago. Yeah. I love Sedna. (laughs) Um, Perfect. Uh, I will squeeze her hands back and then um, take my leave. Where's your destination? Going back to to camp to okay. the uh yeah. Far to the north, beyond the Guardian Guild camp, about at the same time, a hellish motorcycle thrums across the plains. Two tieflings ride atop it. One stolidly staring forward, steering this mechanical monstrosity. The other just hanging out, sitting behind him. Um, I'm guessing there's not much talking that goes on on the motorcycle. It's tough to... You'd have to have a shouting conversation over the growl of the engine and the wailing of the damned coming from the engine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite the tone I'm going for. Mm -hmm. As you pass into the infernal fortifications, there's a 
almost literal line in the sand as the earth becomes copper-ish in color, dried out, red jagged crystals jut from a perimeter line set. You pass one of these as you move, and as you do, there's a, a pulse of red as the two of you move past this perimeter, and you have a feeling that if you weren't allowed to, something bad might have just happened. As you ride across this hellish plain, you know your destination is whatever passes for a command center with this legion. And you're riding farther now than you did before. You see, passing to your right, the large statue of Zariel overlooking a whelming pit that leads down to, well, presumably, hell. Occasionally you'll see a creature rise up out of that pit, sometimes on wings, sometimes crawling up out of it. Valor has said that this legion does not replenish itself, but perhaps those that die on the material plane and find their way back to Avernus now have some functional umbilical back to the mortal plane just to speed things up. Yeah. Depending. Depending. Not that I know that. Does it look like a... I'm, I'm not there, but like... Does it look like a rift? It looks just like an enormous, probably 100-foot-wide pit. Huh. Okay. S slowly emanating red mist up from around it, and occasionally some form of devil will crawl up or fly up out of it. Sometimes hmm. they're carrying supplies of one sort or another. Dark, infernal steel brought from Avernus itself. Weapons, armor. At least once you see an imp carrying what looks like a, a, a suitcase, ribbed. And as it flies overhead, you see that it's not a suitcase, it's some kind of rack with a handle on it. And the rack has coins. Large, probably inch-wide discs, about a quarter inch thick. And there are dozens of them in this rack that this imp is flying above you carrying. You've seen one of these coins before. Phineas yeah. Finebrook slid one across the table towards Grawl back in Stormhaven. Mm, these shouldn't be here, but okay. The imp flies away, but you make note of that as it passes overhead. After about an hour of travel, <laughs> with devils becoming thicker and thicker as you move into these fortifications, you see in the near distance a low, spiked building rising up like a tumor out of the ground made of dark steel. Spikes jut up into the sky, and each spike is adorned with some kind of abyssal skull or ornamentation, demon corpses, impaled, perhaps 50, maybe 100, across the roof of this building. 
devils march along the ground nearby. Devils swoop in the air. Nearby, you see, just to the north, a humongous, terrible siege engine of some kind. Its wheels 20 feet tall. The body of the machine itself perhaps 50 feet. It has a terrible demonic face adorned to its front where fire bellows from between terrible fiendish teeth. It trundles forward, grinding across the ground. Devils leaping out of the way as it seems to have almost no <laughs> ability to stop, necessarily. But it grinds forward towards a break in the barricade leading out into the swamp itself. The citadel you're approaching, for that is precisely what it is, abuts the fortifications, the walls that overlook the mine. The sound of thunderous guns here is almost overwhelming. You can feel it rattling your bones. Farther to the north, abutting the hills that move down from the drylands, is a crack in the earth. Some kind of sweltering red vein that has been pushed up from some unknown depth, and magma spews forth, spilling across into pools, and you see devils there bathing? Searing gore and muck and the detritus of war off themselves in this red-hot latrine. I mean, hygiene is important. Can't get trench foot. And all the devils you see, <laughs> as opposed to the ones you saw that poured out from Stygia, these are civilized? They wear armor, they carry weapons, they move with uh, lockstep efficiency. There are units here that drill on training grounds. There are uh, devils with crossbows mounting the barricades above you along a 20-foot high dark steel wall shooting out at this, you guess, is demons. You hear the sounds of battle not that far away. Valor pulls I mean, like, the motorcycle up to the citadel and kills the engine along a long line of other devil rides that look similar to his. As you dismount, you see a chain devil nearby, its body wreathed in living chains, each chain ending in some kind of strange tool or implement, and it seems to be a mechanic of some kind. It's working on these motorcycles, moving from each one to each one, making sure they're in working order. Um, I want to, before we do anything, I did want to, like, once we've stopped, um, I want to kind of, I'm kind of trying to gauge reactions okay. to that. I mean, it's corrupted data because I'm here, but 
Um, just trying to gauge reaction, devil reaction to, to valor, I guess. And, you know, I'm also here, so me as well. Um, just trying to, yeah. Okay. I mean, the first devil you interact with is this chain devil who will immediately stand up as Valor puts his devil ride into park. And it will salute with a, a clanking chain arm. And it will say, in Infernal, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, Lord Sion. And Valor will wave a hand and say, as you are. You feel more than see the chain devil's eyes linger on you for a moment, but it doesn't make any comment. Okay. Nearby, an Iranis, those damned angels with the black feathered wings and the body covered head to toe in plate armor will land with a thud and give Valor a nod and say, Lord Sion, and then move into the citadel. Okay. Her eyes, too, though covered with a helmed plate, you can feel them linger on you for a moment, but there's no comment or perceptible. It seems like they're just noting that Valor has brought somebody here. Okay. This isn't some tradition. This isn't a traditional deal you've made. Some might say it's very traditional, actually. I didn't trade my soul, if that's what you're asking. Yes, it is what I was asking. Not technically, anyway. But when this is done, I will have a promise to fulfill. Just like put a sticky note over Reed's thing, like I can't. <laughs> um. Speaking of when this is all over, what happens to this place? I mean, as exact wording as you can remember, is this only here until the demons are dealt with, or is this another problem that's going to have to be solved? No, I was very explicit about an end date for this um, occupation. Okay. When the realm scar is closed, the devils are no longer welcome here. Okay. The timing on that might be a little tricky, but... Um, 
I figured it was best to set a definite end time. And I figure and if the realm scar is closed, well, killing some demons is probably something our stormy friends can handle. I mean, <laughs> I don't seem to be doing much around here anyway, so perhaps won't quite see a difference. But that's good to know that we won't have have them as allies. No, no, you won't. Will you leave too, as soon as the realm scar closes? I maybe not immediately. I'm not sure. And he's not looking at you as he's saying this. What does happen to you, if you don't mind me asking? She promised to tell me everything, and it was done. exchange for this legion, I will be able to spend some time with her. At least that's the way I need to think about it, I think. The way she put it was a little bit more malevolent. I mean, that's certainly to be expected. But, uh, who knows? Maybe being a commander on Avernus will be fun. I don't know. Neither do I, but... Yeah. But it got us the help we needed. And we'll make sure that the valley is safe. Indeed. I am. And he'll awkwardly, still not looking at you, like rummage in one of the pockets that he has on his belt. And he'll fumble for a little bit and then be glancing around before he finally seems to pluck up the courage and turn around and look at you. And he'll say, That was um, really him this morning. Yes? Yeah. Right. I, um... I've never... I... Is that what 
they're all like, do you think? The arch devils. John, admittedly very little experience. I mean, I mean, as uh, she does kind of fumble saying the name. I think you were maybe right on that account, where the names are concerned. I mean, he is like, right, the ultimate evil and like the worst, just absolute pits. So, like, maybe they're not quite as bad because it's hard to be as bad as the worst. But Levistus sure didn't lose any time adding him to adding his name to my bounty when I stopped his ass from coming here. So I think they all suck. <laughs> You're not wrong. Probably. Um. Actually, I think, and I don't think she says Levistus. I think what she says is that iceberg dipshit. And he'll genuinely laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. And you can see in his hands, he's twiddling a gemstone of some kind, kind of fumbling it back and forth between gauntleted hands. He'll glance around awkwardly, kind of looking towards the entrance to the citadel. And then he'll press it towards you and say, I think you need this more than I do in the long run. Oh, is this the thing he got? Uh, glancing at it, it looks to be the Iune stone that he purchased earlier. Are you sure? I yes. Okay. What does it do? Well, if I remember my lessons properly, it should let you store some magic in it. Use it when you oh. need it. Okay. Why did you get it? And he'll look at you and that, like, half-smile that he always kind of has because of the one fang that's a little bit longer will turn into a genuine grin and say, because I do magic. And he'll flick his fingers and a fireball will appear in his hands. And then he'll... Oh, shit! ...clench his fist again and the fire will disappear. Oh. Yeah, I guess now that I think about it, I've never actually... seen you do stuff that isn't... And she'll kind of mime... spear... <laughs> my mind and body those I use to help others my magic that is for me no one can take that from me think about it and he'll press um, the iron yeah and she'll hand. take the put it in her uh, pocket for now. Because I don't think I have the bag of holding. I think I left that at camp. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, he will kind of nod and gesture and say, alright, come on. 
will go meet the commander. Okay. And he will move forward and as he does, he leads you into a low slightly ribbed steel thoroughfare that leads into the citadel. It's very H.R. Geiger kind of construction. It all seems mm -hmm. to be of a piece. And as you enter, it suddenly becomes much hotter. And it was already pretty hot outside. But for the two of you, it's nothing more than a just noticing the heat. It's not even necessarily uncomfortable. As you move in, you see little, what you think are just like the gauchest fucking lamps you've ever seen that are little arms jutting from the wall holding lamps that light the way. But as you pass, you see that the wrists are trembling and that the fingers are and palms are sweating. And Valor will glance to you and grit his jaw and just shake his head. Yeah, I think Cherish kind of grimaces a bit. And he'll say, The commander of this force, see, but he was a paladin. Don't let any of his niceties fool you. He's just as evil as every other creature in this place. He just hides Noted. it better. Noted. Eventually you exit the tunnel and you come out into a broad open area, the center of which there is a dark spire that rises up out of the center of this block. And that is noteworthy because you did not see a spire from outside. It looked like a one-story building. Great. But this spire juts up like a single metallic finger, rising up maybe 200 feet to look out over the walls and into the battlefield beyond. He will lead you towards this spire, at the base of which you see two of those Irenes in whispered conversation with each other. They're identical, practically, in appearance. Their armor, identical. Their wings, identical. Their height and build, the same. If it wasn't the fact that there was two of them there, talking to each other and standing in slightly different positions, you would think there was a mirror there. Mm-hmm. They will stop talking as you approach, and both of them will nod respectfully towards Valor, and both say in unison at the exact same time, Lord Sion. Valor will nod towards them both and say, Ladies, is the commander in? And one of the Irenes will say, 
Yes, he was expecting you. And the second one will say, The scouting report you requested has been prepared. And the first one will say, You're not going to like it. As hell, I love it. And Valor will grin and say, When do I ever? And they both say in unison, You will learn to like it. And he will just keep that smile on his face as he nods and strides past them. And as you follow suit behind him, they mm -hmm. will, once he has kind of walked past a point where he can't see them anymore, they will both nod towards you in a very similar, respectful, almost half bow. Cherish will mm, like the very <laughs> Cherish just makes that noise. Yeah. In the hallway. <laughs> the fucking can you curse a real sword noise. Um uh Just the barest nod, like the suggestion of a nod, and just keeps, just like, keeps walking. Okay. You are led to the center of this spire, and you can see that it is just a single hollow spear that rises up in the center of this place. There are no stairs that you can see that lead up, there's just an empty, vacuous space that eventually gets smaller and smaller and smaller and points up. The only thing that distinguishes levels is a series of mirrors that seem to be spiraling down from the top, reflecting something. Light, perhaps? But it's more than just light, because all of those spiraling mirrors focus towards a central point, a round mirror-bright surface at the center of this place where several figures stand around staring down at what is clearly a projected image of some kind. Some kind of illusion of the battlefield beyond the tower. You can see the warfront in miniature displayed on this table. And that catches your attention and is cool for a brief moment. But your focus is quickly absorbed by the two figures that stand near the table. One is a human, albeit one with gray flesh and flaming red eyes. It's black armor adorned and very similar to what uh, Valor is wearing right now. An immense greatsword that 
has flames licking off the blade, rests at his back. The more troubling figure is the one just off to the side that stands nearly twenty feet tall with strange small wings that seem too light to actually carry the bulk of this creature, an immense dark iron mace resting at its belt. It's hate-filled face turning to look towards you as you approach, and the Death Knight will say, Ah, uh, yes, we've been expecting you. And I think it is there that we're going to take our break, as Cherish comes face to face with the commander of this Legion of Hell, and the boss, who is never very far when these things occur. <laughs> True, ain't it? Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. And I am here today to... To... Uh, you know what? Today, I am not here to do anything. Alright? Is that all okay? I think that's okay. It has been a very stressful... Well, it's been stressful for a little while, Yeah. And I think it is okay to every once in a while just take a break. Don't try to sell anything. Don't try to inform anybody. Just relax. Sit back. Do something that soothes you, you know? Drink some tea. Eat a cookie. Count some money. Flip some coins. Play with a deck of cards, maybe. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. For me, it's just walking down the aisles of the shop. You know, just seeing what's there. I kind of lose track sometimes, you know? I look at the big suits of armor, look at some cool weapons, and I think to myself, wow, this is all magical. I mean, sure, some of it could probably kill you, and probably wants to kill you. The more nasty, intelligent items out there tend to have a bit of a thing for murder, but it's still fantastical, and you gotta appreciate that every once in a while. I work and live in a semi-infinite, quasi-intelligent, magical shop powered by narrative convenience, and that's pretty cool. I kinda lose sight of that sometimes. <sighs> I think I'm gonna take a nap. We should all go take a nap right now. Just, just go take a nap. When you come back, we'll get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had thoroughly split the party with Tirza going to confront the Jarashir about exactly what the situation is in terms of closing the Realmscar, and Cherish had gone northward to talk to some devils, specifically Valor, but in more of a general sense, the commanders of this Legion of Hell, which combats the demons here upon the Material Plane. And boy was she in for a surprise when she came to the command center of the Legion of the Damned Good, only to find not only a ex-paladin slash Narzagon commanding the devils here, but who should he be in conference with but our good old friend, that pit fiend of pit fiends, the boss? 
Bruce Springsteen himself. Love meeting old friends. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen himself. Bruce Springsfiend, I believe, as we... Uh, <laughs> Springsfiend is what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is canon now, baby. <laughs> God. But in that brief moment of terror, of course we need to check in on our boys. Mm-hmm. Back at the Guardian Guild camp. Mm-hmm. Grawl, last we checked in with you, you were getting a good read on. Is that still true? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I am doing some reading, um, trying to make the most of uh, my time. Um, considering I'm just waiting to go on this, this this mission, I think we've got everything we need. So it's uh, true. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Grawl. Yeah, what's up? I mean, yeah, what's up? I, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. So Tirza and Cherish just went separately to two separate camps to communicate the plan that we have with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah. The only thing is, we didn't really think about, like, like when all of this should happen, when they should be ready by, you know, like, there's not really a timetable in place. Um, you know, right. like, there, I feel like it would just be more effective if we got everybody in one room and had a conversation and figured out the pros and cons, you know, instead of just playing telephone. I don't know what that is, but let's just say okay. instead of playing pocket watch in between the two separate factions. Got it. Right. Um, um, I feel like we should have thought about that before we sent, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think know, we sent I don't know. anyone that kind of just did their thing. They just I, kind of went, I'm going this way. I'm going that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we should have, I don't know why I thought about that. Just now, in the the like thirty minutes since they left, but I mean hindsight twenty twenty, right? Yeah, uh, happens a lot with us. From their bunk, where they're checking over their gear, Camion will say, "I mean, there was the whole issue about them killing each other if we got them in the same room." Yeah, I was about to say yes, that. yes, um, and that is an issue. I just, I just like. How are we going to coordinate a unified front if we have no specifics on what to coordinate? I mean, normally I'd leave that up to the, you know, higher ups, considering we're kind of doing our own thing. But uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I mean, we could. Send them a message. You sending to tell them when to attack when we close the rift or get close to it. I guess it would have to be tomorrow because I've already used my pocket watch today. Although, yeah, I mean, you still have. Oh, yeah, right. No, no, we're we're out. Yeah, only one. There are many other rift keepers around here, though. That's true. How many of them do we want to go with us? Something I was going to bring up when the others got back. Right. I'm sure... How many does the scroll affect? 
the Scroll of Windwalk, which you acquired from Dustwalker Import and Export TM, which will speed you there uh, as quickly as the wind itself. Um, and we specifically we could get there within a matter of hours, correctly? It'll correct? get you Fine. there in about four hours. Yeah. Cool. Sir. Okay. I've got I've got music to play while we fly. It's a really good mix. It mm. will bring the caster and up to ten willing creatures. So, so 11 people 11. total. Cool. And you currently have seven in your party. Four more. I, I mean, mean, I'm sure Arbidon's down if he's feeling up to it. I know he was pretty seriously injured earlier. I I don't think we're going to be able to get Etsuko or your dad. I mean, you're winning quicker. I'm just saying, the more power, the better. Just closing a rift is going to be tough. It's big. Camion will say, Etsuko? Yeah. I remember when I wanted to borrow your watch earlier. Yes. And yeah. Um, at, 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 at Etsuko uh, sent me a message like letting me know that she. Does that name ring a bell? Is it hot? Is, is it hot? Is it hot in here? Okay. Tent. Camion. This name is clearly ringing a bell. Please, please do tell. Etsuko is a dedicated rift keeper. I respect her thoroughness quite a bit. Insight check. What? <laughs> Insight check. I don't need Fuck to make an insight check. I wish I was here. This. Yeah, what? me too. <laughs> Fuck, that's... Uh, fight to uh, death. 15? 15? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm making that too. Camion is in full winter mode at the moment, so it's exceedingly difficult to read their emotions as they're paper white skin and face devoid of emotions specifically for that purpose. Um, what about 19? 19, on the other hand, gets you a the slight briefest of pauses as uh. and, and the, the slight upward inflection in their voice. Maybe, maybe the, the, the littlest of breaks as they said, Atsuko? I just, I, I need these juicy details because it's fun to hold them over specific people's heads. Is all I have to say. But I don't know it, so. Oh, good. This is really good. This is great. This is so good right now. Gonna read my book. And Camion will say. It's been a long time since Etsuko and I have worked together. She's very uh, accomplished for one so young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really accomplished. This is a good story. And Mike, I'm trying to remember what other Rift Keepers are down here. I mean, there's a number of them, correct? There are so many Rift Keepers that you've never met. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know... When you originally teleported in here, you found yourselves in a common room of Rift Keepers. 
<sighs> Man, it would have been a good idea to get to know those people. Um, but hey, hindsight and all that. Um, it seems like most of the Rift Keepers in the Valley are here to one extent or another. They're, they're not here, here, like at the war front, per se. A lot of them stayed back behind at Fort Verge. Uh, but a, a fair number of them accompanied you here. Well, at the very least, um, we know that the Jarshir and the Legion uh, are being informed of our quote-unquote airtight plan but somebody should probably tell the guardian guilds at least let them know that there's a force from farium seer that's heading down here i mean Guess i that. can go do it if you want or i could stay here and chat Girl, I don't, girl, I don't even need to roll an insight check on you. I know you just want to read your book, and that's I fine. No, 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 that's no, fine. no, 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 no. Okay, okay, all right. Do do we want to split the party more? Do you want me to stay here? Say, do you want to leave, or should I leave, or what's the plan? Don't worry. Okay. Camion will let out an aggressive sigh and say, I can go tell the Guardian Guild's leaders. Um, that sounds like a good plan. Sounds like a great plan. Camion should, should go do that. They know Very them. accomplished. They know. I know them. Yeah, if, uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be very... Uh, be very appreciated, Camion. Maybe we can coordinate with some of the Edge Masons here and try to get those reinforcements down here quicker as well. Good idea. Love it. Camion will strap up their boots and slide their axe into a ring at their belt and say, I'll be back. Alright, we'll be here. And Camion takes off. Are you kidding me? What? What do you mean, what? It was written all over their face. I, they know. Their, their face was totally placid and unreadable, Grawl. Oh, no. No, no, no. I am, I I am the something. best person at reading people's body language. Trust me, mm -hmm. I'm an expert at it. And if I can't do it, nobody can. Grawl pats Sid on the, the top of his head. You are the best. 100%. We're in agreement here, yes. Yep. Stormpiercer will say, don't encourage him. Oh, I'm not, Stormpiercer. I'm not. Grawl, something seems mm. to be bothering you. Please, tell your old friend Sid what's going on. It's not important. It's really not important. We have Grawl. a mission. Grawl. The mission is exactly the reason why you should be telling me. I can't trust you to jump into the maws of of the abyss with something weighing on your conscience. I'm not jumping into any maw. I'm going to cut it. 
we'll be dead. So we don't need to jump into anything. We'll be fine. We are jumping into a mine that is filled with demons from the abyss. I'm going to this is probably going to be our greatest challenge so far, and we literally rode a giant monster up into a sky to close a rift. Mm-hmm. So swimming need- should be fine. Grawl, I need you, I'm, and I'm being serious here. Mm-hmm. I need you to be focused. I, I am. It doesn't look like you are. I'm very focused right now, because Camion's not here. So you don't want to tell me what's wrong? Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Can we? But can we talk about it for like a second? Like, sure. let's not talk about it for a second, and let me gather my thoughts. Sounds good to me. Okay, I'm ready to talk about it. Great. So Camion has a thing for Etsuko. It's obvious. How is that not obvious? Oh yeah, when you put it that way, though. Hmm. Right. Right, mm. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over their face, all over it. Yeah. Huh. I'm not jealous, of course, because I'm just like, where, where's their mind going to be at now that Etsuko's down here? I'm just worried about the mission, just like you are. Sid, give me an insight check. Yep, I was just about to ask. Hopefully this one's a little better. Can I roll deception on yes, that? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Great. I'm literally going to start crying. This is hilarious. 19. Yes! <laughs> oh. Right. Right. Great minds think alike, obviously. Obviously. Right, so you're worried that Camion... Because might not be of their focused. feelings mm-hmm. might not be focused. Interesting. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I. It, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, that it's the reason why we left Jet in in Blue Gulch. You mm-hmm. know, we could we couldn't risk Jet's uh, safety and and cherish. I mean, it'd be hard to focus on the mission. You know. Right. You know, he a snack. Yes, and that would be very difficult. So what should we do about it? Uh, I mean, do, our, um, do we want to talk to Camion when they get back? Mm-hmm. Bring this no, up? No, no, that's probably a really bad idea. We should not do that one. Maybe we can. We don't. I mean, obviously, we're not going to just jump into it. You know, we're no, just no, ambush them with with this line of questioning. But there's a way to ease into it, perhaps. Hmm. I mean, why don't, why don't we just forget about it and just see how their day's going when they get back? Cause okay. You're... Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Right, good, I, good oh. idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah, I'll use my masterful... Uh, you are the master. Yes. Yes, we've established this. You're very good. Very keen eyes. Yes. I trust you implicitly. So at that point that uh the the I mean there's no tent flap anymore, there's just a hole in the front of the tent where a fireball erupted and ate away most of your tent. But uh Judah Happens. will sidle through carrying a big bag of supplies that'll set down on the table. Judah 
Take Welcome one back. look around and then glance at you, Grawl, and say, what happened? What? what, what oh, this. No, nothing, nothing happened. What are you talking about? Nothing happened. <laughs> Judah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't... I, Grawl. No, nothing. Grawl. Is Grawl. Etsuko what? here? <laughs> no. Hmm. So the reinforcements from Fair Amesir have arrived. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Judo, <laughs> what the fuck? I love him. No, no, no. Very generating people. Grawl's dead inside. Grawl's so dead inside. Judo, <laughs> I... Here's... You're actually the perfect person I want to talk to. I, I've always considered you the second best insightful eye that I know. Um... What do you think of... And, and actually, you also have more experience with Camion. This is true. Grawl seems to think there's something that happened in between Camion and Etsuko. Is, hmm. Do you think there's any truth to this? I mean, they're both rift keepers. They're mm-hmm. both dedicated to that cause almost to the detriment of everything else. They have a great many things in common where that is concerned. Have you noticed anything? Together a lot. No, that is part of the issue. I'm sure you've noticed Camion is a little single-minded when it comes to the whole rift-keeping thing. Right. And... From what little time I spent in her presence in Fair here, I got the feeling that Etsuko was much the same, though perhaps for different reasons. It's... Okay, this is good. This is good. Grawl just... It's just that Grawl noticed a little... A little hint of, of implication there as far as... I, uh, Kamian's opinion, uh, Kamian's feelings on Etsuko. Perhaps there could be a clouding of judgment where that is. I... Seems unlikely. I guess what I'm getting at is, did they date? I mean, that's... And and it feels feels weird coming out and just saying it straight. But, like, Mm -hmm. Raul brought up a good point. Now, if they... If there is... Any amount of... If Camion has ever had time to date anyone, I would be shocked. Okay. I mean no offense, Camion is my friend. But they seem... far too dedicated to this cause. To leave time for such personal pursuits. It's probably the reason they never pursued a relationship with Valor. Was that a thing? Oh. <laughs> ah, man. Oh. Judah. Oh, man. You- <laughs> Cherish, why are There's- we not here right now? <laughs> are we not here right now? <laughs> you, okay. No, I would I can rather be doing... <laughs> this is, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think what? Valor ever reciprocated, but Camion held a torch for many years. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
feel like we all did at some point. I mean, like, toothy grin. God. Mm. Look at him. Yeah. Not my type. That's fine. That's Horns fine. aren't big enough. Just about to ask. Hmm. Yes, I... Grawl, if it is some sort of war for affection that you are concerned over. No, no, de definitely not that at all. I'm just worried about my friend Camion. Just worried, making sure they're okay. And right. <laughs> anyone read anything good lately? I'm reading something fairly good right now, in fact. <laughs> oh, damn. God damn! Ice cold. That's awesome. That's really, that's really, that's really very cool. Grawl. What's up? Hey. She is clearly uh, affectionate towards you. Right, 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 right. Right. In her way. Yeah. I had never seen Camion as distracted as that Oni was around you. Yes! Take that, Cameron. I mean, I mean, um... <sighs> and Judah starts sorting through the supplies. I'm, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. You're reading right now? Yeah. I, I'm, Never mind. I'm, uh, hmm. Judah's a very talented individual. Must be he can read without even oh, looking at a book. It's it's impressive. Mm. Wow. It is about reading one's character, Sid. Not the words on a page. Can I write that down? You that must. All right, I'm writing that down. Are you writing a book, Roll? Should I be writing a book? Do you think you it'd are? be good? I don't know. We got a lot Did of good stories. you know story. there was a play about us? <laughs> You know, I heard, never got a chance to see, we're very, very busy individuals, but, um... They made me a mute. That doesn't seem right. How, how did you, how did you hear? I didn't hear that about that. Camp goers, they recognized me. Which one? The, one of the <laughs> quartermaster's assistants. So you I mean, figured out something we could go do. What, right now? I don't know. At some point, we can get the lowdown on the play. Figure out how much better I am than you are. I'm going to take a wild stab. First of all, that's hilariously wrong. But I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the play is probably not running right now. No, apparently oh, they had they're... seen it before they left the city. I was more implying that the city is a smoldering crater, but... No, I I was just going to talk to the quartermaster's assistant and get the first-hand take of what they thought the play was. Not us go see it. That little, does make more illogical. sense. Yeah. If, yeah. They did ask if I knew you, Grawl. <laughs> We're really? Apparently you are a very popular character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is a good or a bad thing. This is a good or a bad thing, Sid. I don't know. I haven't, I, right now. I haven't seen it. 
I'm going to go with good. Go with good. It's going to help me get through the day. Go with what your heart tells you, girl. Right now it's saying more chicken wings, but I, I don't think I should follow that. Anyways. Farther away to the north, in the infernal camp, a certain purple tiefling stands in slightly stunned silence at the sight of this immense pit fiend. Valor, just ahead of you, says... Commander Smiley, who is this? What's going on? And the ashen-skinned, crimson-eyed human wearing the black plate mail will smile with a kind of roguish air about him. He's got a black raven hair that's swept back uh, into a a tight crop near the back of the neck. There is a, a... cleft in his chin that juts forward slightly, and he speaks with an aristocratic air about him. And he says, uh, Lord Sire, welcome back. As I said, we've been expecting you. And he will turn and gesture towards the pit fiend and say, we have had an ambassador arrive from the eighth layer. And Camion will say, and again, all of this is in Infernal. Camion will say, or not Camion, but Valor will say, Kenya? And the commander will say, just so. May I present. Dreadlord Hootijin, right hand of Mephistopheles. Salut. Ça va? Très bien. The pit fiend will just growl and turn towards you, nodding ever so slightly. And... The Narzagon will stride forward and say, Hail and well met, daughter of the Eighth. Here. Yes, in a fortuitous circumstance, so it is. Enlighten me. Ah, but of course. Uh, your esteemed bodyguard informs me that uh, your father's wishes should be carried out uh, to the best of our efforts. And of course, uh, Grand Lady has seen fit to acquiesce to his demands. Um. 
don't exactly, uh, chat with the old man on a regular basis. What would those be? And there's, uh, another low growl from the boss. Something unspeakably awful. A string of curses filled with hate and malevolence towards Valor, towards Commander Smiley, not least of all towards you. And Commander Smiley would say, Why, command, of course. Is that not... And he'll look towards Valor, and Valor will say, No, of course, that was uh, very good of you, Dread Commander. She is to be given a rank, then, among the Legion? And the Narzagon, who's looking slightly confused now, will glance between you and Valor, and then just say, Yes, she is to be granted the rank of captain. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's fine. Um, Apologies, Commander Smiley. I have a lot on my plate right now. Please, my lady, you may call me Percival. As Percival. is your right as an officer of the Legion. Percival, I have a lot on my plate right now. Uh, hard to keep track of so many tedious details. Of course, my lady. Are there any details we might maim or rend in your name? Uh, unnecessary. You need but say the word. Thank you. Good Might help I say, you things. have your father's eyes. Noted. Valor will kind of cough as uh, Commander Smiley, who has like dipped into a bow uh, in front of you. And Smiley will straighten back up and say, Oh, yes, of course. Pardon me, Lord Sion, but uh, these niceties must be observed when talking with one of such noble birth. And Valor will grumble something about that's not what happened when they met before, but okay. <laughs> Maybe get a better parent. Um and yet I'm only a captain. Seems weird. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Captain Ironstrike does have a really good ring to it. Um, anyway, shall we continue? Oh, yes, of course. The intelligence report for the Lord Scion was being prepared as you approached, 
Lord Hootijin was simply informing me of the status of the enemy defenses in the mine. It seems he took the long way around. Um, yeah, I mean, if, since if we have intel on the mine, that's excellent. And the boss will growl in that terrible, malevolent cadence of his and begin speaking about uh, low tones of hate about demons, their ilk. Uh, yes, it seems as though... Well, the deal that Lord Sion Valor struck with Our Lady of Avernus, of course, allowed our passage here via the umbilical, but uh, Lord Hootigen had to find paths through the abyss and exit via their own portal, it seemed. Wow. Um, impressive. And the boss will turn towards you with a sneer. And say something along the lines of flesh, scraps of flesh, they mean nothing. I'm just at the point, I don't know if Cher says this out loud, but like, I'm just at the point where like, I know that even if I'm being sincere, like, it doesn't matter. So like, I'm, I'm good. I'm Rolling with the punches. And Commander Smiley will gesture towards the reflecting map and say, What we have learned is that the demons are well entrenched within the mine. It seems as though many of the lower layers are completely flooded, drowned in the abyssal sea. We think we may have determined which layer of the abyss it opens up onto, though, based on Lord Hootigen's assessment of the situation and the fact that he was, in fact, there. We may be dealing with forces from Abyssum. Um... And yeah, no, I think I've already Dijin established that. say, Demogorgon's mongrel children. I was just gonna say that I think I think we've established that I don't know a ton about the abyss. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yes, it seems as though we may be squaring off against the Prince of Beasts himself. But it is nothing, I am sure, that could stand in the path of two scions of Bator. Valor will just shake his head and pinch the bridge of his nose. 
and mutter to himself as he will shake his head and say, I, I don't know anything about this particular demon prince. He'll look towards you. I have to say I am unfortunately unfamiliar as well. Commander Smiley will say, Ah, uh, yes, Demo Gorgon, terrible brute. If twisted and mad as he is, devious and powerful. A true source of chaos. He's got two big baboon heads that just scream at each other all the time. Terribly gauche. Doesn't sound like a good time. No. No, it wouldn't be. Though, it could be worse. We could be dealing with Jubilex or the Lady of Fungus. That stuff just grosses me out. Leastways, this doesn't necessarily give us a precise advantage, other than knowing that we can cut them, we can bleed them, and we can make them die and send them howling back to their master. All we must I... needs do is send in our troops blind. Valor will say, I'm sorry? What do you mean, blind? And... Commander Smiley was like, uh, Of course. Apologies, Lord Sion, but uh, you perhaps would not know of this. The sign of Demogorgon is a, a maddening sigil. Those who look upon it are turned towards madness, chaos, and the will of Demogorgon. Ah. Oh. So you're saying, like, literally blind? Yes, indeed. I think nailing steel bolts to their skulls should do the trick. Kind of cut down on the effectiveness, I would worry, but if looking... And I'm sorry, you said the sigil, is that just like everywhere, or is... The high priests of Demogorgon wield the sigil like a weapon, a terrible three-clawed brand that sears its way into the minds of those who witness it. Yes, you cannot observe the sign of Demogorgon lest you be driven to madness. Huh. Coincidence, I'm sure. A coincidence, I'm sure. Uh... Uh, and these, um, these priests, these, uh, priests have been, uh, cited in, uh, this swamp? No, if we had seen priests of Demogorgon, we would have known this already. It is this only is the true, intelligence yeah. brought back by great and powerful Lord Hutagen that allows us to know such things. Hutagen will just growl at that. And Valor will say, All right, so these priests, they are in the mines then? 
And Commander Smiley will nod and say, Most likely. Since we have not witnessed them in the field, it is safe to assume that they are being held in reserve. Valor will glance at the board and then almost defiantly stare up at the pit fiend and say, And can you tell us anything about the mine itself, the layout? Where precisely is the rift? And the pit fiend will simply say, Down. Do you remember how many rights and lefts you took? We cleaved the earth and escaped its pitiable womb. That's even better. And Valor will look to you and say, it is? That means it's easily accessible. If the hole's still there, and I'm assuming it's a pretty big hole... Look at the guy. The boss will growl, and Valor will swallow and nod. And Commander Smiley will say, Yes, if there was a, a hole dug by the Great Lord straight to the Realm Scar, that would make things simple. No doubt the demons are working even now to fill such a excavation, though. Cherish is trying to do the math in her head of like, okay, so we can get there in four hours. So, <laughs> or, yeah, we'll be able to get to the foothills in four hours. Can we find the fifth thing and get through it before we turn back into people? And Valor will say, Okay, this is very good information, Commander. Uh, what of the other matter we spoke of earlier? And Commander Smiley will say, uh, Yes, of course, the elite scout team we sent down to that ravaged town not long ago. They were tracking some source of divine power. We're un still unsure exactly its nature, but... It seems to have been claimed by locals. And Valor will say, What do you mean by locals? And Commander Smiley will wave a hand dismissively and say, Mortals of one stripe or another. Apologies, Lord Sion, but it is difficult to tell your ilk apart. All we know is that a extremely powerful source of divine energy appeared in the city. Well, not very long ago, several days by our count, though we were only made aware of it after a certain point. Our scouting team reported sightings of a great many mortals along the road there, but then never reported back. One of our imp spies, one of the best, Angershanks was his name, well, 
If he's dead, he hasn't returned to the pit. It's strange. That is odd. No imp of ours would allow himself to be captured, so something strange is afoot in Amberfell, but we know not what. I could send more scouts, of course. Perhaps dispatch a few of the Horn Devils, maybe one of the Erinies. Set the place to the torch. And Valor will glance <laughs> Yeah, Cher just... And Cher is just, like, glancing at Valor with, like, wide-eyed, high eyebrows, like, I mean, people do have to, like, Go back there to live there again. And he will mouth towards you, Tahaka. And she'll kind of mouth like, maybe? Commander Smiley is clearly watching this uh, interaction. I mean, we're not being subtle yeah. about it. <laughs> we'll say, is there... Something you know, my lord and lady, that might help in our endeavors? Valor will say, No, it's nothing, Commander Smiley. It is a, a local concern. Nothing related to the Infernal Forces. Nothing to do even with the blood war, we think. And Commander Smiley's like, Oh, well then, it's unimportant. Well. Blood war! But yes. <sighs> if you wish, we could dispatch hardier scouts to Amberfell, perhaps ascertain the nature of this. My initial assumption was that it was some kind of weapon that could be used in defeating our enemies. And Valor will say, No, no, Commander, I don't think that's what it is at all. So, I would not concern you or any of your forces with it. We have other matters to discuss, though. And Commander Smiley will nod and say, very well, my lord. What is it you wish to discuss? And Valor will say, We think we... Well, our plan is to head straight for the Realmscar. A small force. Light. Tactical. We'll infiltrate the mine. We'll close the scar. Seal the demons off from their source. And Commander Smiley... Living up to his namesake will smile this broad grin, and you can see all of his teeth are black inside of his mouth. And not black like rotten, black like coal. Black like dark steel. Little flecks of red between the gums and the teeth. And he'll say, A bold and ambitious plan, Lord Sion. 
Though you know, of course, that many of our forces have attempted such an incursion and none have come back. Well, not the direct route, anyway. And Valor will say, Yes, Commander, but uh, we have an advantage this time that your forces do not. Commander will raise a charcoal eyebrow and say, Oh? And Valor will say, Let's just say we can pull a few strings that they can't. And the commander will say, Ah, I see, sir. Playing it close to the vest. Very good. There's a rumble of malevolent thunder from the pit fiend. It will loom over the two of you, and it will say to you, Cherish, You mean to throw yourself to the center of these wretches? I mean, yeah, it's the only way to close the rift. Good. If I have but one to care for, my job will be simpler. Throw yourself into their teeth. I love you too, buddy. <sighs> this guy. Always good for a laugh. Commander Smiley will say, Yes, of course, my lady. And... Let's see how much of that Valor is putting together. Valor is definitely getting a bit of a bug eye <laughs> between what was just said, looking at you, and kind of putting some pieces together on his own. Sure. And Valor will say. Commander, our plan is to leave today. Hopefully, if all goes well, we may have the Realm Scar. Well, we may be working on it within the day. Within the next 24 hours, at the very least. If and when we reach the Realm Scar, no doubt the demons will react poorly. To our efforts to seal them here. And Commander Smiley will say, Well, of course. And Valor will say, When we begin the sealing, I am going to signal you. And when that occurs, 
you will press forward. And Commander Spiley will look to him seriously and say, Uh, my lord Sion, of course you have been gifted nominal command of this legion. The Lady of Avernus spoke as such, but if I may advise, we have a supremely well-founded tactical position here at the fortifications. Should we press forward, we lose a great tactical advantage in defense. Our brimstone mortars work best from a secure position, not against a roving line. Valor will say there is nothing gained in stasis, Commander. Victory goes to those who seize the throat. And the Commander will kind of bustle a little bit and say Oof. Course, Lord Sion, as I said, you've been given nominal command, and Valor will snap, and my command is that when I signal, you will attack. You will empty the pits, and you will attack. No amount of blood is too much. No amount of iron must be unspent. No amount of fire is to be wasted. And the Narzagon, this ashen betrayer of a human, will look at Valor and give him Another black tooth grin. And say, You know, boy, the Archangel is not the first to command the Lair of Avernus. You sound very much like her predecessor. And... Valor will, that same cocky smile, kind of turning his face up with a single fang poking out, will say, Then perhaps you know why I was named Lord Sion. And Commander Smiley will smile and nod and say, the blood war will rage. And Valor will say, Ever on. Valor will turn and look at you. There's an ashen expression on his face as he turns his back from the two fiends. And 
he will say, Lady Cherish, of course we have some way of signaling our forces, do we not? And he gives you a look like, we do, right? Of course. Right, so. He gives you a bit of a panicked look and then turns back. You'll know our signal when it comes, Commander. And when it comes, you will attack. And the Commander will nod again. And then Valor says, For now, we must go. We make for the Realm Scar. And for the center of a bunch of maddening priests, he says almost to himself. He'll turn to leave. The image on the reflection board changing a little bit to give a more broad view of the space between the infernal fortifications and the mine. And even then you see with a small pointed, what you think is a stick, but then it looks as though it's actually just a shriveled arm that's being used to push little figures across the board. Commander Smiley is... Smiling to himself and pushing little pieces that represent troops into position on a board, planning for some grand assault. I will, um, God, and I, I've, I've like wrote down half of the boss's name. Uh, H u t i j i n. Um, Commander? My lady. Lord Hutagen? I'll see you later. The boss will simply growl, and the commander will bow respectfully towards you. And I will follow Valor. Once you're outside, you catch up with Valor as he's standing his back to the entrance to the citadel, turning. You don't see the tower anymore from this position outside. It is not there for all intents and purposes. You can see and hear the plates of Valor's pauldrons clattering slightly as he shakes. Well, that was a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, I hated it. I kind of figured I was going to hate it, but... Immediately, you were, um... He knew. You've been trying to keep that a secret, yeah? More of a lie of omission, I suppose, at this point. <laughs> I 
when he lets out a, a bitter laugh. I... I know what you mean. Don't know exactly. Uh, I mean, I can guess. It's probably just because I have a status, but a bit concerning that I just get to have a command in this bill. If it makes you feel any better, the first time you were here, that didn't happen. I mean, when the other church was here. Did she meet with the commander? She was there when I talked to him before. But the big one wasn't. So you know a pit fiend. That's uh, something. An unfortunate side effect of my position. <laughs> yeah. Which I do mean, like in in its entirety, because if if mm, I wasn't. Uh, my father wasn't my father, a dude would kill me on sight. I kind of got that impression. Kind of an... I mean, I've never met a pit fiend before, but that one seemed very... angry about something. Um... As far as I know, angry just about having to care about a mortal. Care being a strong word, but... Yeah, gods forbid, right? Yeah. Tell us apart. Some of us are purple. Like, come on. It's how they see things. It's... If you're not part of the hierarchy, you might as well be an animal to them. You look at the herd of cows, can't tell one from the other. You see another herd in another field. Who's to say that they didn't get shuffled around the night before? Okay, that one's fair. It's just how that they see things. One. The first one, I do pay attention to cow pattern patterning. Well, then you're more perceptive than most. Cows are very cute. <laughs> more of a pig guy myself. You know what? Farm animals in general, I think. Yes. <laughs> Love a good plump chicken. Um, can't say I'm a fan of goats, personally, but... It's the eyes. Yeah. Poofs. Anyway. But uh, we should... Getting back to the others, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And he'll move towards the 
line of motorcycles. You see the Chain Devil mechanic who is out there still working, fiddling with his ride. And Fowler will make some comments like, everything looking good, Carl? And the Chain Devil uh, will make some comment like, you know my name's not Carl, and yes, your machine will operate at full efficiency, Lord Scion. As you get back on the the devil ride, yeah. Valor will stop before he kicks over the engine, taking a, a long breath, and then speak without looking back at you, and ask. Do you ever worry that you just can't escape it? The evil. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) My father is a master manipulator and I often find myself on that end of people wondering if I'm doing it for the right reasons my mother is a general and I find myself in command more often than I care to admit No, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Just that... There are... other... things. There are more... There's more to us than those things. I mean, we're mortal, right? I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. Right. Until gun the motorcycle into life. And he'll take one last look around at the infernal fortifications and then kick it into gear. Red dust flung up behind the devil ride, you'll motor southward. In the shadow of the tunnel leading into the citadel, an enormous, hulking pit fiend will 
stand in the shadow, staring after you. You can feel his burning eyes on your back. You roar southward across the dusty plain that's been created here. Past the statue of Zariel and the open mouth to hell. Past the line of fortifications. Those weird red gemstones jutting up out of the ground like fingers being pushed up out of dirt. And back into the Guardian Guild camp. Still beneath the weird oily sky of the abyss, but somehow feeling more mortal, more real than the place you were just in. It's about the same time that a certain auger bearer of the Jarashir is riding back into camp on a celestial reindeer. Thoughts of broken augers following her from her conversation. You arrive slightly staggered, by no means at the same time. I think Tirza would arrive before Cherish. You had farther to go, but your mount is faster. Camion is out when you arrive, having not returned quite yet from discussing matters with the lead leaders of the Guardian Guilds. Grawl, by the time everyone comes back, except for Camion, you have done two hours worth of reading. Yes! <laughs> Judah has sorted it down. a bunch of supplies into your packs. Five days worth of rations for everybody, just to be safe. Okay. And with that two hours, I am halfway there. <laughs> oh? <laughs> hey, Grawl, how's that book? Hey, Grawl. Hey, what, 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 what do you want? What do you want? What? Hey, Grawl, how's that book treating you? This the book's real good. Good story. Good book. Yep. Rising action. What? Mm-hmm. Yes, lots of whatever that is. Hey, Grawl, tell me about the book. The book. Uh, well, it? it's got a, a, a words. Tears of you arrive as Sid is beginning to be a pestering asshole. Mm-hmm. He's very good at it. Hey, Grawl, can I have that book? Oh, I'm sorry. Technically, it's lead on property, so it's mine anyways. I I licked it and claimed it as my own. It's mine. Ah, Traditional hobgoblin. uh, I call dibs traditional hobgoblin dibs. (laughs) It's the hobgoblin claiming right of licking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to think that some of your hobgoblin traditions are made up. How did you even learn these? <laughs> Tirza, you're being super ethnocentric right now. Yeah, <laughs> rude. Are you a social pariah, though? I'm confused. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's add some rations here. I mean, he had, like, what, 12 years to learn before he got kicked out? Mm, he didn't pay attention. Also, he doesn't yeah, like, how many years. He had a bit. He had a bit. It's a bit. It's kid grawl. Kid, kid what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
So I don't know if there's anything uh, you want to I accomplish do- in the brief time before Terra shows up. Gosh, do I just notice the air is the air has the air of awkwardness cleared by now? <laughs> I think that is oh, entirely so up to Grawl. This is before <laughs> so this is after Tears gets here, but before Cherish and uh mm-hmm. Valerie here. Mm-hmm. Alright, Tirza, you're you need to hear this because this is the most important Sid. piece of information Sid. we have. Sid. Sid. We gathered no new information. What's going on? No new information. No information was gained. Gathered Not a bit. about Camion and Valor, and I just thought you should know because it might come up. I don't want to talk about it. Is it something else about Valor? I- yeah, it I'm is. I'm very confused. <laughs> There's a thing. <laughs> Girl's eye is twitching. <laughs> this, a thing. This, just one yeah. An interest, if, if you will. Judah will let out a low It's like. Or her head. <laughs> Sid, if I may. Yes, go ahead. It's none of your business. That is true. Oh. Oh, like a personal thing. Oh, no, no, no. I don't... Um, I don't need to... This is not... Um... Has Cherish and Valor gotten back yet? <laughs> no, there's still... You hear a revving of an engine. Uh-huh. I... 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 I slide uh, Judah a gold behind my back. You can't you. buy his silence. Back. I'm not trying to buy it. I'm just showing my appreciation to a friend. <laughs> I don't need any gold, girl. I, I know, but just imagine, like, one day if you do need it. My doesn't appreciate the physical, we don't need things, money. Well, I mean, you could give it to the needy. I don't know. It's yours. All right. I'll hold on to it for you. I'll hold yes, on to it. I think you are the one you need at the moment. Right, 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 right. Um, right. I'm sorry. I just to keep this this gravy train rolling. Um, <laughs> when when the bike stops, cherish like like word vomit explodes. I think like feller. Before we go back in the tent, before we. I just, I just want to ask you while we're not in front of everybody else, because I know you're embarrassed, but like, what happened? I'm dying. You have to tell me. What, what happened with who? What? With me. You don't have to tell me. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does. I'm ready to write down these notes. And yeah. He and killing me. We'll like stop the engines and kind of be coasting towards the uh the tent and is kind of like pulling up a little bit of ways. Um so he's not parking right outside the tent. And like you don't necessarily have line of sight on everyone through the exposed hole. It's kind of coming from a different angle. And he'll say 
there there was a moment as we were on our second day out into the swamp. And he'll like stop the motorcycle. You're still probably like fifty feet away from the tent. Like it's been awkward, okay? We just need to air this shit out. If this was your dad, this is going to be really weird. I know. Dog dog I know. Oof. We kissed, Oof, all right? Indeed. That was it. Okay. She was very sympathetic to my position. And I had always thought that you and Sid, so I'd never tried and... (laughs) Wait, really? Every time I tried to talk to you, he was such an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, because he's just an asshole. Sid? That guy's a... Him? That guy's a mess. We're all a mess, Mm. Josh. Yeah, but like... Him? Anyway. Just... She had a similar reaction. Though I... How does she know that much about me? Shit! I think that was simply a cover. Probably. Again, she knew a lot. Right. More than I think a doppelganger would be able to. Yeah. But I don't know. If she had... If it had just been reading my mind about my memories of you, then maybe. I don't know. But yes, it was just, it was one moment. She was willing to... I don't know. She was making an enormous sacrifice, and... She seemed to genuinely care. But obviously that was all some big trick to fool old Valor who trusts too easy. So. I... I am still pretty upset with you. But... I am sympathetic. If there's anyone, I won't say in this whole valley because I can't account for that, you know, statistical possibility, but if there's anyone within, you know, the general vicinity who can sympathize with what you're going through, it would be me. 
and vice versa. Right. And he'll finally turn to look at you, and he has this chagrined look on his face, a combination of, like, a smile and uh, a grimace, because he doesn't quite know what emotion to land on. It's just a... I... I don't want to assume anything anymore. So. They'll stick out a hand. Friends. Friends. Thank you. I am sorry. About what happened. And I'll do what Apology I can accepted. to make it up to you. Let's just go close a gaping asshole in the world, right? Yeah. And the rest of you see your two tiefling companions coming around a corner after a much longer pause than you would expect after the engines had died. Judah will just smile contentedly to himself as he continues to pack the bags. <laughs> oh, Judah. Oh, Judah. He is the best of us. Um, His favorite soap opera continues. <laughs> I'm watching my stories. <laughs> uh, Alright, we got everybody. Camion oh, still has not returned. Yeah, where's Camion? It's fine. Damien went to check in uh, and update the Guardian Guilds on what we're planning on doing. Although, how long has Camion been gone? About an hour. Is that, does that like does that seem too like long too long or too little time? You have no basis for comparison. <laughs> okay. Well, considering we know. Where the two people that he I, uh, that they were theoretically talking to, because uh, they're they don't share a tent. You caught them together once when you right. first arrived, but it, it's all within this encampment, correct? Right, which is fairly large. I suppose that's true. It's about a mile okay. across. Uh, yeah, I if if so potential. Yeah, if we, you don't think we should be worried at this point. Um, oh, you can be as worried as you want to be. I'm just letting you know the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they went to uh, update, yeah, update the Guardian Guilds about our plan as well as the fact that we just received reinforcements up at Fort Verge from Fairyams here, including okay. several Rift Keepers. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that's my update. Great. What about you guys? Um, the infernal forces will attack when we are closing the realm star. Uh, Great. Assuming uh, yeah. Hey. Yes. 
Yeah. Hey, by the way, thanks for putting me on the spot. I don't know how we're going to signal them. I thought you would know. You know magic. I know how to light things on uh, fire. And I mean, that's kind of magic a little bit. Like a little bit. It's a specific yeah, kind of magic. Yeah. When they gave you the, when you got the command, it didn't give you a way to like communicate with them. There is, I just really don't like using it. Well, what is it? It's, it's a helmet. It. The helmet. It's a helmet. It's a, a helm of command. It lets you telepathically links you to every devil within a certain radius. You can see through their eyes. You can control their movements. It's. Oh. Very upsetting to use. Oh, yeah. Right. Can only you use it? I'm just asking. Just curious. I haven't tried giving it to anyone else. I'm, all, I'm just making... Do you no, want to I wear want a it. helm of devil command? I mean, it sounds a little cool, but no, I don't want to wear it right now. <laughs> but he, but he's leaving the option open for later. Oh, I'm good. I'm just trying... <laughs> There's a, why do you have to do this? Why do you have to say well, these things? No. I, I only oh. say the true things. <laughs> you are doing it to yourself. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm I, adding it to my list of worried concerns of Grawl. I, I was Sounds like a thinking of item. it I'm just sorry. as I was returning. Um, if I mean, there's space for more of us in this group. If we took someone, like, say, with a pocket watch could always use that. Right. I mean, the only the only person two two, but both of them have been used, used today, uh, and cannot be used again until tomorrow. Crap. Valor will say, none of our magic users know how to just cast that spell then. No. No. I'm mostly offensive. I know the feeling. Um, we must have. I mean, obviously, yes, we could commandeer some pocket watches. There are other rift keepers around. Yes. Um. It might be difficult to... Do you mean, like, actually take the pocket watches? Um, that would require attunement. Um, no, but if we are trying to keep ourselves... Uh, fresh as possible, we may want to take some... assistance. Well, there were a lot of Rift Keepers up at Fort Verge. Um, down here, the only Rift Keeper that at least I know is, is Arbidon, which I'm sure he'd be totally okay with going, but uh, that is only one other person. Doesn't he have a giant hole in his shoulder? Isn't there Something. healing magic? I don't know. I mean, we literally saw someone, like, we saw Judah be revived earlier. R right. Right. So he came back from the dead, yes, but he also didn't have a massive hole in his shoulder. 
I don't know what kind of healing Arvadon is receiving. I don't know if it equates. I just feel like... I, well, we can ask her. It's fine. We can go find out. It's, it's worth asking. Sure. Did you two learn anything? I read a book. Pertinent? Oh, no, I meant Valor and Cherish. Oh, yeah, I already thank up- you for I, asking. Yeah. <laughs> I already updated them on the information that we gathered. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, well, um, our entry point might be easier mm, to access than we thought. Hmm. Uh, there might be a giant hole kind of str- oh. going straight down to the rift. Hopefully it's not closed up yet. It be a pretty big hole, so I'm going to imagine it's not. But um, that might be something to look out for while we're zooming about. Okay. We could theoretically use the uh, wind walk spell and just fly mm-hmm. straight down there. Wouldn't necessarily yeah. be the most subtle entrance, but it would certainly be the quickest. I've been giving that yeah. some thought, actually. Uh, we might be able to use that spell to go down into the caves. If we are gas of some kind, it would imply we don't have to breathe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. It's it's only the uh, coming into physical form underwater yeah. problem. But we also it. received the other spell, right? Yeah. So that's we just, when we would there's use going, that one. There's going to be a moment where we are physical and cannot breathe underwater. Right. How many and maybe people does the other... by things that we're not allowed to look at? Yeah, that right. was another thing that concerned and confused me. Um, so the we're dealing with um the abyssum and the uh the demogorgon is uh what they are saying is the demon prince um and the priests of the demogorgon have a sigil a three-clawed sigil that apparently drives you mad complete coincidence i'm sure of course Yeah, basically. Okay. Do we think then that this is. Dahaka doesn't. I don't know. One mad. At this point, who cares? Like, really? I don't. I I mean, that's the thing, right? I. We probably shouldn't go in assuming that this is just the same sigil as the cult of Dahaka, because if it isn't, then... How do we know? We can't look at it. Yeah, yeah I really... That, yeah. that is the other... We've also, yeah, we have seen uh, this exactly. sigil. But maybe it's, once again, just a bastardization of... I mean, who knows? I'm sure... The more pertinent point is... How do we deal with it? 
if it's down there. I mean, yep, we brought it back to brainstorm it. Just a quick question about the water breathing spell. Um, how many people can that affect at a time? Leave up to ten. It's a stupid amount. I knew it was a stupid amount of time. I just wasn't sure how many people it would be. Um, let me look real quick. Classic D&D. What can shit up? Uh, you and up to, uh, this spell grants up to ten willing creatures you can see within range of the ability okay. to breathe underwater. I, w- I just wanted to make sure we weren't like getting down there and then not having enough spell to like if we're going to be bringing more people down I want to yeah, make sure accidentally it. drowning one of our friends that Well yeah right. the spells instantaneous too right there's not a like just read it yeah Yeah especially when casting cool. out of a wand you can conduct the oh, spells right, a ritual if you know it hmm. but with the wand it's just boop Cool more like bloop More like bloop <laughs> um, there we go. And I guess the other question I have is timing. When do we want to head out, and when do we want to be at the mines, and when do we want to be at the rift itself? My thought is that we try to avoid. Uh, those three specific times during the day while we're in the mines entirely. Just to let if, you know, it is about 10 a.m. right now. Yep. So, very soon. So, that brings up the question, do we want to leave after the next... after two? It would take so us... We'll have, to, have to deal with the tentacly things. It would take us uh, a couple three, three hours to get there. If we left yeah, right no. now, we would get there before the next pulse. That's true. Because um, it, it's 10 now, so it'd be... It wouldn't leave us a lot of time to travel through and deal with this mine. I'm I'm not saying we are going to get to the realm scar before the next post. I'm saying we either deal with the next post there or here. I mean here is more safe. Not for other people. I mean the last time the last time it happened like three people died. I mean, the tentacle we, thing is going to happen whether we're here or not. But I think Tears is getting at if we do not close the rift before the next time it happens, more people will die. If we are able to close it before then, then we could potentially save who knows how many lives. And I, I say, but we have no idea how close to the surface the realm's car is. 
Right. So if we're caught in it, uh, then it doesn't matter, you know, because at that point, nobody is going to be left to close the rift at all. And speaking as someone who was maybe gotten the worst of this, do you think it's going to get easier on any of us the closer we are to it? Nope. Definitely not. So are we still operating under the we wait it out here and then as soon as it's over we book it try and do it before another pulse hits or what? That, that seems to be that seems to make the most amount of sense to me. Sam. You said there were tentacles that attacked you on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out of pools of water. Yeah. And that happened during each of them, or when the old mage was yeah. doing her thing. Yeah. On that same eight-hour cycle. Yeah. She's been. Oh, go ahead. She's been doing something to keep it at bay. Yes. Um, although we just spoke with her this morning. I was there. And... Yeah, Valor was there. Okay, okay, back. Never mind. It was a long time ago, admittedly. So much has happened today. And yesterday. But my point is that without her holding it back, it's going to happen. Presumably here. But if we're ready for it, if we make preparations, if we... I don't know, we have people who can control water here. Maybe just have them get rid of all the water. I mean, that's an idea. We can try. I mean, yeah, it's something to try. I'm not sure. Sure. We, we haven't tried that, right? You think they would have thought of that, right? I mean, you'd think, but Judah will say, "I don't think we really had that option as we were traveling here." No, I mean, like here, like uh, Judah will ask Valor, "Have you had problems with giant tentacles coming out of puddles here?" Valor will shake his head. Yeah, I got the impression that it was a new happening when we were on our way down. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, the swamp itself is, like, hard Magic. to navigate because there's so much water in it. Like, you'd think that they would have tried to drain it by now, but been unsuccessful or something. The swamp itself, the closer you get to Amberfell, is, like you said, a mire. It becomes a bayou close to the mine. More water than land. You'd need a boat to get close. But, uh. Holding boat? That motherfucker. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but around here, we've done our best to keep the land dry. You've seen the infernal fortifications. They're almost parched. And yep. when you were over at the Jarashir war camp, the land didn't see. I mean, I mean, it was a little spongy, but it wasn't like puddles everywhere. 
But around, have we seen around the so around the Guardian Guild camp? Around the Guardian is, Guild camp, it's water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. That's why <laughs> the uh, the Lock Wardens have dug their wells in and around the camp. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when we say individuals who can control and move water, who are we talking about specifically? Lock Wardens, right? Lock Wardens. What we're talking about. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, we could. Uh, I mean, I wish I had thought about before we sent Cami in to. Yeah. But. Wait, question. How come. It's a bayou around Amberfell. Is it positioned above the water or the mines, like, how not can... the city? Okay, okay. Is the city positioned above or like how is that not underwater? I I don't know. Do we know that genuinely dumbstruck by that? How we, we know for a fact that it isn't being Flooded? I obviously haven't been there in some time. Right. But I don't I don't think anybody every, knows. Every report I've gotten has said the town is still there. Oh. Yeah, that's, oh. that's true. Ooh. Amber. So some sort of power is keeping the hellfront away from the water. Jarashir are somehow kept away from the water. Something in Amberfell? I don't I I, I don't know. I don't know. Can we bring something? That was another thing we learned. There's something happened in Amberfell. The city. My associates indicated that there was some massive spike of divine power that appeared there several days ago. Several days ago. Look towards you, Tirza. It would have happened before you went and talked to your people, but I... Judah will say, Do we know how long your god has been missing? At least since yesterday. Well, Benoni... Mm. I mean, Olivia <laughs> knows about hanky, hinky stuff going on. Um, I... Nothing confirmed. The hawkers of Azitahaka were being projected somehow? Hmm. But that timing seems very potential. Yeah. And we know that the four members of the Jarashir who are most associated with the Hakka had been making extra-long excursions so recently, mm-hmm. perhaps it was down to Amberfell. And Why they go there. Yeah. And the scouting indicated that there were a bunch of mortals down there. 
and we know that the cult, the cult is here somewhere. Somewhere, yes. Yeah. Then the cult isn't the priests of the Demogorgon. At this point, they might be the same thing. Who knows? We're not sure. I don't think so. As far as we know, the priests of Demogorgon are demons themselves. Yeah. Lovely. Okay, so we've got two things on the table now, and I... Ah, God, so much is happening all at once, all the time. No, Eberfell, we can't... We can't... I'm sorry, Tirza, we can't worry about that now. No, no, of, of course, the first priority... I mean, hypothetically, Amberfell would be easier to deal with once once the rift is closed. Hypothetically, uh, yeah. I mean... Judah uh, will say, uh, but if there is a god trapped there... He'll shrug. Could be useful. Could always use a god on our side. Thanks, Lord Wood. We only we only have the one windwalk spell. How much was the windwalk spell? It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a six level spell, so Um Because I found my character sheet that has my my instar credit and I've got two I've got two thousand. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I found it today. Doesn't help past us. But... I mean, if the plan was already to push forward for um, two, now three forces, I mean, we could always just join up with them and push to Amberfell. Afterwards. Well, afterwards, God. the devils should be gone. And hopefully the demons. The well, I mean... My contract, when the portal is closed, the devils have to go back to Avernus. Right. And oh. when, the, when the portal closes, uh, I mean, the, the demons who have come through aren't going to magically disappear. We all know this. Yeah. Right. But I was hoping with the help of the Jarashir we might still be able to handle them. Their magics are terrifyingly good at destroying many, many fiends. It's pr pretty powerful stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I may need to send a messenger back to the Jarashir. But that's unimportant. I can do that later. It's about this time that Camion comes around the corner uh, with uh, a pleased look on their face with the mm. intonation of uh, summer, little flakes of gold crossing their expression, and they will say, Oh, good, you're all back. Good news? Yes, the... Guardian Guild's, well, doubly good news. Our 
Reinforcements from Fair Amesir will be hastened, apparently. Balthazar Brightheart is managing something with the Edge Masons, something to make the road easier to move on. As long as they're all on foot and not having to carry supplies like we did on our way down here, they should be able to make it in about two days. That is good news. Mm-hmm. And I think I have some other good news as well. And they will turn and look back out from where they came and say, Somebody was founding their way into camp, and there is a small pigtailed face that looks around the corner of the tent. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. And is this a good thing? <laughs> My girl! Kalila Bleach Tongue. Yes! Oh boy. We'll say, I knew Tirza was here. <gasps> Where's Talila? Ah, it's so good to see you! I'm so glad you decided to come down. Hmm. The voices gave me a spell to come down here. They said it was important. This is perfect. Uh. What, what, what? Is, um, is George down here? And Camion will kind of look around and say, I didn't see any horrible dancing bone golem. And Talal will say, no, George is hiding. Yeah. He didn't want the screaming to start too soon. But you said there would be demon bones down here. I think those will be good for George. Just gonna say, oh my god, what could this bitch do with some demon bones? I can't wait to see. Zooms in to Tears' face and she looks to the side and in her head thinks, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> And Camion will say, I found her just making a beeline for the tent on my way back. Uh, Apparently she already knew where everyone was. And Talila will say, because of magic. Obviously, Camion, because of magic. Camion will just nod and go, right. Valor will move up really quickly and move over to uh, Talila, and she will let out a shockingly, disturbingly childish giggle as she leaps up and gives him a hug. Yay! And he returns the embrace, taking a knee to wrap an arm around her. She'll hold him at arm's length and say, Look at you! You've gotten all spiky! And Valor will laugh and go, Yes, I suppose I have. How did you find us, Talila? How did you get down here? And Talila, her 
heavily lidded eyes will slowly drip towards Tirza. Bones. And say, I just, I used magic to find everyone. I know a spell for finding people. Everyone's okay with this, too. No. Tears will just kind of, like, give a friendly wave. Talanta can just find us no matter And then I got a spell that let me get here really, really fast. I had to walk through the blue place, but it was okay. Oh. They're all afraid of me in there. You know what? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You go, really, girl. We should really bring Delilah the next time we have to go there. Yeah, for sure. Make sure not to tell the old mage. It's secret. The voices said so. Of course not. We've had to go to the blue place a couple of times. Oh. Did you see the big clock man, too? Big clock man? No, I don't think Big clock man have a name? Yeah, he said his name was Marut. That name we've heard before, right? No, no, that's just me. All right, Root, That's the one we heard. All right, Mike. Yeah. Does that name sound familiar to City and Emberlight? Give me half, half. <laughs> a natural twenty on Arcana. Okay. Hey, you know what? Natural 20 is still a 19 for me. Um, <laughs> nine. Nope. So close. Nope. So close. So close. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't see a big clock man, uh, but we uh, saw a thing with a scarf. Hmm. Yeah, scarf. the big clock man had a scarf too. It must be cold in the blue place. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't feel it. It felt all tingly. Yeah. And the voices got really loud in there. And the clock man said I should just keep walking. So I did. Good idea. Mm -hmm. But it's okay, because he said we're related. But I don't think so. All of my siblings got eaten by something. God, she was a horrible. Sometimes, it's like, jeez. God, well, that's harsh. We're here now, uh, and that's what matters. Uh, we're yes. all together again. Yeah, except for Lucrezia. Yeah. Tears it goes like stiff. <laughs> If Grawl had soup, he'd spit out his soup. And Valor will say, who? Uh, the the other the, breadless. The, 
last trial oh. the one with the chains. Ah. Oh, I never. Yeah. I never learned her name. Yeah. And Talil will say, You never asked. Valor will say, Well, uh, Talila, we are. He kind of looks around and you get the sense that, like, he's not sure how much of this he need, should or needs to explain to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to come with us on a fun trip? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a fun threadless trip. It's going to be a lot of demon bones. The gang's all here. That's the crazy. Yeah, and Valor technically girls. We'll say pretty much that. He'll say, Talila, we're going to go close a realm scar. You you know what that is, right? And she says, Of course. It's a hole. And sometimes things look through the holes. I think that's where the voices come from sometimes, but no, because that would mean there's a hole in my head, and I don't think there is. Camion would probably be able to tell. I mean, Camion you got a, you got no, so kind of like stops for a minute and then stares at Talila, kind of unfocuses for a second, as though they're attempting some kind of like sensory thing, like Tears's. <laughs> uh, Divine sense, and then snaps <laughs> out of it and goes, a- "No, no, no!" Of course, yeah, okay. yeah, we're all just staring at Cammy and, and just, like, and everyone, yeah, everyone, like lets out a breath. <laughs> Cammy needs to roll a sanity check. Yeah, <laughs> no portals in the gnome skull. That's like, good. oh my god, I never thought of it before. Holy shit, what if there is? <laughs> That's fuck, 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 wild, and. Valor will say, Right, it's a hole, and we're going to close it. Um, mm-hmm. You should come with us and help. And Talila will say, Of course, silly, that's why I'm here. And Valor will shrug and go, but Of course, how silly of me. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was fortuitous. And there's a kind of an edge to his voice when he says that. We haven't been in the same place since since the Maker Festival. Yeah. It's been quite some time. Um. Hmm. I mean, you think about it, it's really only been like half a year. Uh, yeah, it feels I like... I don't know, it feels like two years. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like almost two years, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Judah will say, it's barely been four months. Yeah, we're not quite at half, are we? God, time is It is so only big. so... I don't even want to know what the next four months looks like. 
<laughs> Be careful what you wish for. I'm not wishing for anything. I just I don't want to know what it looks like. Ugh. I need well, a nap. That um, I'm supposing that we'll need to use the windwalk spell on George too. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah, we picked up a scroll today to fast Wait. travel. I guess. Can I How? see it? Um. Why? I like scrolls. Okay. They've got all sorts of interesting writing in them. Uh huh. And I can copy that writing into my book sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. This is good. Also, yeah. Talila, how did you get down here again? Oh, Went I walked through the, through the place. place. Right. Can you bring yeah. other people with you? Will you do that? I brought George, so I don't see why not. Right. So, like, how many could you theoretically bring with you? I don't know. I need to look up the spell on Mike's phone real quick. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. Who this what are you talking about? <laughs> who is Mike? And what is Mike is the is the benevolent god of this valley. Hey, everybody, okay. it's Mike. How you doing? Hey. Yeah. Hey. I need to ask. I need to ask Mike how the spell works again. One second. <laughs> she could. One of the mini portal in my head. I mean, the, the you could say the main voice. With us going to the blue place, though. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was about to say like. There's we're some cops really, that hate us there. We're not welcome in the blue place. Yeah, but if we just kind of book it like real good, like last time, maybe like, we can outrun the, it. But if the clock man is just there, he's going to be uh, mad at us. The clock man let Talila oh, man come in. But Talila didn't Talilah break didn't any laws of nature. <laughs> well, I'm an eighth level spell called Albita Zim's Horrid Wilting uh, <laughs> and make an abomination of an item. So. Yeah, what if we like, just got rid of him? Her existence is kind of an, uh, breaking the laws. Some. Breaking some laws. Look, but well, I broke a lot thing. of moral laws. Just no uh, yeah. transplanter yeah. <laughs> yeah. reality-based yeah. laws. Well, so here, here's my other question too. I, uh, on the topic of the pendants, did we ever take those off? They're all stored somewhere. I'm assuming you all still have them. I don't know if you were still wearing them necessarily. Oh, I'm not. I still wearing think it. they were in the bag. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, bag of holding. Oh, well, I was just thinking maybe if we wear them, maybe we won't have to deal with a gross tentacle thing. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Speaking out loud. There could be some kind of effect, although we don't have enough for everybody. Do we want to try it? Because we've got we've got uh, a little bit until the next one. Does someone want to throw one of them on, see if it works? I don't know how. Hey, how now. Many? We have six, or was it seven? Seven. We are just one short. Yeah. Well, seven. we're two short. Yeah, because now we've got. Because it was the four Half of you, here. plus uh, Judah, plus Arbidon, and plus... Uh, Eska. Or no. Canaeus. Canaeus, yeah. Okay. No, Canaeus nope. didn't come. Oh, but he was trapped in the blue place. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. Darren Dunn yep. came with you. Yeah. 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 Okay. But then we also had one left over. Is that right? I think you made eight, and uh, 
had an we're extra. planning on having yeah. uh... yes <laughs> right right oh, yeah god we're the worst oh, boy. Just the worst hey, hey maybe today has made man? his way down here <laughs> yeah go man while you were in there by the way yeah. our lovable mm. friend Canis. there was the one horned fellow with the the cloven hooves that mm-hmm. turned all the strings black no, 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 not that no, one. No, not mm-hmm. that one. No, not oh, that one. Yeah, definitely not that I one. I still need to. I still need to punch that guy. No, this would have been a, a two two leg person. Mm, Pretty sure. No. Small like us. Yes, yeah, small. There's a bow. He's probably fine. Yeah, but we gotta keep telling ourselves. But I could bring up to. Eight other people with me to the blue place, I think. What were you thinking, Grawl? Well, I mean, how do how 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 did Talila get down here so quickly? Oh, I flew. You flew. Mm-hmm. In the blue place. I mean, Is that easy to do? Why wouldn't it be? I guess I just never I mean, thought of it before. Yeah, I mean, you can cast fly, right? No. What? But you could fly in the blue place? Yeah. Is that a specific Just by spell? willing just like it? it? Do you need a happy little thought, or...? And she starts getting a little defensive, like, uh, why wouldn't I be able to? Uh, We're just very excited. That's awesome. I mean, that's we've never flown in the blue place. Oh, I'm sorry. And so, I, I mean, it, honestly, it sounds pretty great. We never tried to fly in the blue place. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we just didn't so. know. Maybe. How long did it take you to get here? A few days. Oh. Okay. So the wind walk is probably still our best yeah. bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to copy the spell down, I mean, there are some other things that we want to do after we close the thing. So. What about the uh, breathe underwater spell? That's, that's a wand. wand. That's a wand. Oh, that's a wand. Right. That's right. I mean, if she copies it down, we could fly to Amberfell and figure out what's going on there. Yeah, that's what and I mean. And fly there. straight to the pit afterwards. I mean, yeah, that is very true. Instead of doing it vice versa. Oh, you yeah. want to go to Amberfell first? If there's a god there, I'm just trying to beef our chances, like beef up our chances of closing that portal. I mean. We have all of the remaining threadless in one place for the first time in months. Okay. I'm sure it'll be enough. Yep, I'm I'm sure that'll be just enough. Just trying to make sure we close this. Just trying to increase our odds. And 
I just don't. will look down at Talila and ask, You wouldn't happen to know anything about the missing god, would you, Talila? And Talila will just kind of look at him like he's crazy. <laughs> it's a wild question. I mean, yeah. So it's worth a shot. <laughs> it's worth asking. Oh, and, well, technically, celestial beings that have been elevated to the status of deification through worship. These are the same pictures. Oh, Talila will say, oh, one of those. <laughs> yeah. No, not recently. Yeah. I'll let that one go. Um. <laughs> I, I just don't understand what about Azidahaka. I mean, I guess if that's what we're assuming is down there. Like, I don't. I don't understand what about him being freed would help us. I mean... I'm, specifically with closing the rift, I guess. So, I'm trying not to have player knowledge stuff interfere, so... Yeah. Okay. Girl can't make an argument there. Yeah. Well... If there's no argument to be made, then I guess we're going to the mines then. Unless anybody can think of a reason we should go to Amberfell first. Not opposed to it. But it seems like closing the rift is the priority at this point. Mm. Judah would nod and Camion would definitely be in agreement. Valor would be looking pensive, but slowly nod. The only advantage to taking care of Amberfell first is that we might have devils backing us up. After the rift is closed, they're gone. That's a very good point. I might be gone as well, but that's a whole other... We'll worry about that later. It's yeah. part of the deal. I am. I will owe service. I'm afraid to ask, but how. Is there a time frame on that? Ten years? I promised ten years of service. Though from what I'm told, that can feel like a lot longer down there. It's not... Let's just make it through this, alright? We will. We have to. It. Judah will walk close to Valor and place a hand on his shoulder. Not saying anything, but just a consoling touch. 
if the devils and if the devils are going to leave when the realm scar is closed, then we should in fact have them gain as much advantage from them as possible. It doesn't make sense to have them wait here while we I was planning on having them attack as soon as we try to close the realm scar. Hell, as soon as we're in the mines. Draw attention. Camion will say, and I've talked with the commanders of the Guardian Guilds who are here. They're going to await our signal, whatever that is, and press the attack as well. Right. Same with the Jarashir. Um, Talila, mm-hmm. you have a lot of, you have many impressive spells. Do you have anything mm-hmm. that allows you to communicate with individuals from a far distance? Yeah, the farthest distance. They come up well, from the ground screaming, and I talk to them. Okay. I'm <laughs> Can we specify, uh, how about within the same plane of existence? Oh, hmm. Well, I can think at George, and he can hear me wherever. And if I try real hard, I can get people to hear me in their brains, too but they have to be sitting still for it, and it doesn't last very long. Okay. Well, that's something. That might be... I mean, the message, the pocket watch messages are only 25 words. Oh, no, this can be as many words as you want, but it only lasts an hour. Do you have to be be able to see the person? When I cast a spell, after that, no. Hmm. And it can only be one person. It can't be multiple people. It can be eight. Eight's eight? a good number. But it has to be eight people in the same area when you cast it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not as dumb as you look, Sid. I... <laughs> Thanks. Got him. I'm just... I cherish his rubbed off on me, okay? Mm, that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, what does everybody think? Is that... Will that work? If it only lasts an hour, then... Oh, that's true. It's going to take us longer to get there than that. I think the pocket watch is... Might. We'll have so, to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, we can at least invite or take someone. Or take someone. I mean, like I said, we we know Arbadon, uh, who has a pocket watch, who I think, as far as I know, has not used it. 
yet today, although... And Argonaut hypothetically, has... if, if he can't come with us, then we could always just have someone attuned or waiting around anyway. Here's a crazy idea, Camion will say. Why not just ask the old mage for more? Can we do that? Nothing's stopping you. I mean... Wait, so how did you get yours? Yeah, the old mage gave it to me. There, wasn't she? Like, she physically? Gave it to me. I mean, she uh, was... I'm not, sure. I don't know if she was physically. I think it dropped on my head from the sky. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, but but, the, but like she was in blue gulch, she was projected in blue gulch already. Yes. I mean, and we don't. Shop. We just it need was... somebody's watch to get into contact with her. We ask her for a bucket full of pocket watches. Problem solved, right? That's actually... Yeah, Yeah, but that's only an hour. Right, I know, I'm just... Yeah. Why haven't you been traveling with us longer? You are... (laughs) I feel like this would be going so much better. You had just been here. You all seem to have some sort of problem with the old mage. I don't know if this would have gone over so well. I don't. I don't. No, you just have weird resentment about Sid being given the I want one. I want one. That's all I want. I just want a pocket watch. This is this solves our problems right now. I also have some weird resentment about not being given the pocket watch, to be completely honest. But See? Alright, so we find yeah. another rift keeper. We get into contact with the old mage. Great. Let's do it. Um yeah. to a yeah, Camming, you've been down. Let's let's walk and talk, people. Um, Camion, you've been down here longer than all of us, mostly. Um, the Lockwardens haven't tried like draining the water around their camp before, right? They try. It always comes back. There's only one okay. or two of them that can control water to an extreme extent, and. The others can push it around, maybe dry it up for a little while, but they can't necessarily do something on that big of a scale, not without some serious engineering involved. Yeah. It's tough to dam the abyss. Yeah. But if we could dry the encampment for even just a few seconds at the time of the ritual, that would make a huge difference. Mm. I wish I'd known that when I went to go talk to Balakwa. There's so many things we wish that we'd thought of before we all went, but... Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Walk and talk. Walk and talk. Yeah. Just, we have to be, like, we were a, a weird, eclectic group beforehand. We are, like, next-level bonkers walking around right now. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We look like the Avengers. It's <laughs> it's okay. We look badass. Yeah. If someone were to make a, some sort of drawing of all eight of us together, it would probably look really oh. badass. It would probably look that's, sick as hell. But that's just crazy talk. Yeah, that's just crazy talk. Yeah. yeah. Pure fantasy. <laughs> we can dream, okay? Weeks of work. 
<laughs> as you stroll through the camp and find uh, a- another rift keeper that Camion leads you to, it is a dwarvish fellow who you don't recognize. They're clearly in the raiment of a uh, a bark watch member of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got these crazy spiraling blue tattoos that cover the left half of their body, it seems like, because you see them poking out uh, along the left arm and across their face. And the, the swirling patterns of it remind you of what Arbidon's horns look like when they start to glow. Ooh. So you think there's some simil- something similar happening here? You're just not quite sure what the context is. Mm. And Camion will just straight up ask for their pocket watch. Um, and then shakes their head and say, No, I need you to get into contact with the old mage. And the dwarf will go, Um, I'm sorry? And yeah. Camion will say, It's faster than one of us attuning to your watch. You need to tell her to get into touch with us as soon as possible. Us being the threadless? Yes. I think they probably know. They know who we are. I mean, look at us. And, yeah, this dwarf was like, I bloody know well who you are. Well, that's good. That's a huge relief. You can't send him with that once a day. Is that all you want? You want Taylor to get a hold of the threadless? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could yeah, throw in that we are the threadless all need watches just because we've got the words just so just in case she could prep. You don't already have those? No, we don't. I know. Yeah, I do, right. actually. Right. No, it's a thing. We're going to do it. It's a sore, it's a really sore spot for me. All right. Hey. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Dwarf will out of a pocket pull out a pocket watch very similar to the ones you've seen. And kind of speak into it. Lady Zenerva, the Threadless wish to speak with you. They all want Riftkeeper watches. Please. Please. I'm not sure if that one went through. It was implied. And he'll wait a beat. Another. And another. And then he'll say, I'm I'm not sure if you're expecting a response, but I'm not really getting anything. How close are we to two o'clock? We're about, like... You're a little past noon at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to check. Nerf is like, I'm getting ready for this thing, you guys. Shut up. Which is usually the window of time where she is good to be contacted. Okay. Unless she's indisposed. I just wait to beat, wait to beat. She says no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's another couple of rounds as the dwarf in question is just like, uh, yeah, I'm not getting any response. Spell kind of wears out if you don't get back right away. 
Well, maybe she's in the middle, and we'll just, you know. Damn it, now we need to find someone else to send Rigel a message. <laughs> this is so annoying. Uh, non-magical message sending. Can I bag Or messengers? Yeah, there's Scouts. runners in the camp. Runners, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, can I just... I, are they willing to go to the Jarashir camp? I just want to let them know that, like, in the middle of battle, the devils might suddenly disappear. I think that's important information for them to have. Yeah, you could pull someone down. You see a, a, a young individual, they look like they're some kind of edge mason trainee of a sort. Um... And they are apparently serving as runners down here. And grab can, can I borrow a piece of paper? I'm assuming you have one. Yeah, for sure. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Send them on their way with um, also uh, give them like a little bit of scripture about uh, the cloak and shields. Um, as like an indicator that this is a message from me. And who is this for specifically? Or are you just telling mm. them to walk into the jars here, war camp, and hand it to the first person no, they see? No, don't, don't do that. Don't. Okay. That's a bad idea. Uh, said. Uh, mm. No, um, Leanne, if okay. they if they would you give. The runner, the brief description of the pensive-looking lady with the big book, and mm -hmm. send the messenger and, on their way. And her name, of course. Look for Leanne the Learned. Yeah. <laughs> and the messenger is off. I think Sedna, Sedna might scare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Scares someone. <laughs> if, especially if I don't say like, "Oh, by the way, she's a a giant snake." Like, <laughs> she's more snake than anything she's else. More snake than mostly. <laughs> Cold uh, and adorable. Is anybody else at all concerned with the fact that? Oh, for sure. No, I wasn't kidding yeah. about the fact that we need to find someone else with a pocket watch to send Rigel good body a message to check on the old mage. Right. And Camion will lead you through the camp yet again until you track down somebody else who is another wow. rift keeper, just pulled Twice. at random out of the crowd. This person. You know, give me your watch. Is you. a you know Rigel good body. You see this uh, Triton, who is in the raiment of a, a lock warden. They've got kind of fishy qualities, big splayed ears. Um, mm -hmm. Just kind of lounging near one of the wells. And Camion will rush up and harangue them very much the same. Uh, except, uh, say, like, um, you studied at the tower, right? Send a message to Rigel Goodbody. And the Triton is like, what? What, what am I doing? Uh, uh, and is like, you love the old mage, right? Uh, you, you run church, okay, right? I mean, in a general kind of like, oh, she's pretty great. She keeps us all safe kind of love. Not like, I don't know her personally. <laughs> and what message are you trying to send to Rachel Goodbody? We need to get in contact. Is the Nerva okay? Need to get in contact. She didn't text back. 
Is this this is the thing where you send a text to like yes. a person you're interested in and you freak out because they didn't respond and then you send way too many and they were like just in the shower or they fell asleep? Oh, or, oh no, God. I was going to say, this is, Elliot, this is our high school experience yeah. of I was my mom texting me and, and then, then not being able to get a response and then calling everyone I was hanging out with. <laughs> um. And this wow. Hey, mom! Happy birthday! <laughs> and this persisted into when we were living together too, where she would text you and then, like, almost immediately text me. Where's Olivia? Fans, I'm really bad at texting. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> the wow. message gets sent back very quickly to this Triton, and he will say, "Um, Mister Goodbody says he'll be in touch with you. Get somewhere private." Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Um, thank you. I think you did the valley a great service, sir. All right. <laughs> and Camion will lead you towards a smaller mess tent, and Valor will shout and clear the place excessively quickly. God, we just keep clearing out mess tents. <laughs> Look at all this food. Look at all this food. Ha ha ha. Is there extra food on any of the tables? Uh, Mike? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Oh, strawberry. And it seems as though as soon as it's just the eight of you, there will be a polite cough from behind you near the tenth flap. <laughs> just a low... <clears throat> And you turn, and this fastidious-looking, rather short, human—well, appears human. You know, Rigel Goodbody has been alive for centuries and uh, is apparently an indomitable defender of the old mage. So you have no idea precisely what he is. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the Highlander. But uh, yes, he is this fastidious little man in a neat uh, tweed suit. Who is standing, hands clasped, in front of the tent flap? No say. It is rather dire, unfortunately. The old mage is indisposed at the moment. Her trance has gone on rather longer than is usual. Is this? I mean, we're only a couple hours out from two o'clock here. Is this something we need to... The old mage has never failed this valley. She will awaken on time. Okay. <sighs> well, uh, Rigel, uh, Perhaps you can assist us then. We need more of these. I pull out the Riftkeeper pocket watch. Hmm. Is this something you can assist us with? Perhaps. How many do you require? Well, we've got, between the eight of us, we've got two. So we need six. 
Uh, we need at minimum three. That is perhaps more manageable than six. I just, thought it might be. Everybody was complaining that they didn't have pocket watches, so I just thought I'd get one for everyone. It really will just grow and cherish. That's true. Slightly problematic on such short notice. Generally, I... the construction of such things is overseen by the old mage, personally. I know right. of two that are complete at the moment. Two is good. A third would be possible. But it would be costly. How do you mean? And he will hold up a hand and splay his fingers and two pocket watches appear in the hand, just thump, thump on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And you can see that this Rigel Goodbody Good appears to inhabit a physical space in this place. He's mm -hmm. here. As he moves across mm -hmm. the ground, the hard-packed dirt squelches under his feet. The watches land solidly in his palm. You're not 100% sure how that's possible. No, not even the highlighter could do that. <laughs> but he will stride forward to a table and place the watches one right next to the other. And he will say, I can create a third. It will be difficult. It will be costly. And it may destroy my life. So, I ask you, is it necessary that you require yeah, no, a third no, watch? Two is great! No. Two is perfect! No. We can manage with two. Two is a hundred percent fine. We can make that work for sure, for sure. For yeah. sure. Hmm. Very well. Like, I appreciate his, like, like willingness to like, wait, do you need this? Do you really need this? Okay, let's do it. Like, well, I mean, no, 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 no. Pretty extreme circumstances, so I can understand why. <sighs> if you require me for anything else, now is the time of requirement. I must be returning to the tower lest the old mage awaken without my presence. Um, yeah, I think that Cherish will look around at everyone like it was just the pocket watches, right? Mm-hmm. We don't... Is Ed doing okay? That's, that's not important. <laughs> Are you doing okay? You okay? <laughs> and he'll glance around, and his face is weirdly unemotional. He stands like Zenerva's illusions when she is trying to drain them of emotion, but this is clearly a physical humanoid of some kind in this space. But he looks around seemingly nonplussed at the idea of sacrificing himself to create a third watch. 
just like if is that if that's what needs to happen, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. But if not, all right. And he will say, "Very well. If there is nothing else, I will be taking my leave." Thank, Thank you. you. And he will stride away from you and through the tent flaps. Well, we've got two. Yeah. Um, next is Balakwa. Yes. Um, Talila is giggling slightly as Rigel leaves. <laughs> He's like a little clock man. Oh, good. Huh. Oh, that makes... That, yeah, okay, those pieces are starting to fall together. Okay, interesting. Uh, we don't have time to unpack that. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Um, Valor, I don't know if you need to be the one to send the message. I should be the one to send the message to... Well, honestly, I think either of us could send the message to Commander yeah. Smiley. So, if you want to. I mean, I don't... I didn't like talking to the man. Uh, he stopped being a man when he died. I know. I'm t trying to lighten the mood here. I've, I've unfortunately become very good at compartmentalizing, so... Well, yes. Um, but at the very least, Tiaza should have one, and either you or I. Definitely not Grawl. Grawl, do you have any uh, army that you need to contact as soon as we're closing a portal? Boy, no. that's, that's a, another thing. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? It's, it's a thing. It's a hat. It's a a nerve today, aren't we? I, I regret bringing it up at all, honestly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Grawl, you can have the pocket watch back. Or, it, it's yours fine. as soon as I'm done with my. No, he's got two. He's got a helmet and a pocket watch. I I'll got take the pocket watch. All right. I don't even wear the helmet. It's great. Do you want the helmet, Grawl? I'll give you the helmet. Don't you want the helmet? You want to have a singular mind with the force of Hell, Grawl? No. Yeah. I don't. But I do, but I don't. It sounds cool. It really I sounds know. awesome. Just, but I'm I not going to wear it. I it don't really know how good anyways. It cool, clashes is, with my outfit. It always sounds better on paper. That's how it works. It's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Okay, so we have a way to communicate with the Jarashir, and we have a way to communicate with the, the Legion. So, like, how are we going to communicate with the Guardian Guilds? I mean, I think that... You think they'll be able to figure it out? Says Cameron. Yeah, like... I think they'll be fine. Alright. They're, they're not idiots. That is... I mean, I don't know all of them. Most of them aren't idiots. Arbidon is out there. <laughs> I'll be trying to... He's an effective idiot. 
Admittedly, if Arbidon sees a bunch of people running in to fight stuff... Oh, he's right there, baby. Judah will say, that is... Yep, mm-hmm. That's why he's an idiot. But in this specific sense, he's the smartest of them. Sure. It's all about perspective. Walk and talk, people! <laughs> We're edging way over 1pm now. Yeah. Yeah, let's get a move on. Where are you going to? I assumed to the Lock Wardens, right? Okay. Camion and Valor will lead the way. You head towards a central area near the command tent. There's a deep well dug into the earth. Oh, lock wardens spreading around this post more thickly than the other wells you've seen. This one has a steep ramp dug into the side that leads down into a almost cistern that they've dug here. We don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing because we it might just be the enchanted spooky swamp water. The nasty water. That that deep dark water. Yes, water. I mean, Demogorgon coming for you. I don't know how you. litigious the brothers are. You guys should cool it. Okay. Um. <laughs> can I attune to the pocket watch? Can I just like take a back seat? It'll take an hour. Yeah. Which will get you to two. Yep. Okay. Uh, you have to sit down and, like, focus on it. Can I focus and walk? Can cherish, walk, and chew gum. Um, It'll be tough. Okay. And I'm going to need some concentration checks. Okay. I will do those. Okay. For you. Thank you. <laughs> just for you. No one else. Those are just constitution checks, right? Mm hmm. Uh, they're, they're saving. Oh, yeah. They're, they're saving. saving. Yeah. Just let me know when to uh, make it. Camion is heading down to talk with their commander. Uh, I don't know if anyone needs to go with them or not. I'll join. Okay. Uh, you are immediately struck by how cool it is underground uh, and the sparkling clear water that is. Uh, collected in a pool down here that seems to be uh, flowing from darker pools up in a series of, like, terraced pools that each one that goes in, the water seems to get cleaner and cleaner until it reaches the central pool that you first encounter as you enter this place. Well, this seems like the worst place we could possibly go to right before this, but hey, here we are. Well, you wanted to talk to the Lock Wardens. Yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm going to look uh, for Malakwa. Yeah, you find her eventually. She is a weirdly skinny, blue-skinned humanoid. Uh, you've encountered their kind before. You still aren't not quite sure what they are, but you've seen them mostly in association with Zonot Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, they are uniformly hairless, they are all above six feet tall, and uh, strangely skinny, um, with slightly elongated heads. 
and she will greet you as you enter, and uh, specifically, Camion, she will say, Greetings, Arkantol. And Camion will <coughs> nod, and then they will begin laying out the whole, we need to dry out the camp in an hour. Yep. Uh, Balakwa is kind of taken aback by that, uh, but Camion's eventual argument ends with, and if we don't, some kind of enormous demon is going to pop up out of every puddle in the camp. And that impresses upon her the haste which is required. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad she's willing to uh, to go ahead and do that because that is quite an undertaking. Uh, and she will start marshalling the lock wardens, and they start rushing around. And she is calling for sealing off all of the wells and drying up every puddle within the camp. All right. The lock wardens begin rushing about. You see them on the surface moving from place to place, little splashes of water in the ground. You'll see a lock warden stop and pull out what looks like a carved ivory fish hook from around their neck, and they'll squeeze it. Uh, or, like, put it in between folds of skin somewhere on their person, whether it's, like, in the elbow or between the fingers, and, like, hook it into their flesh in some way and say something and be conducting some kind of water magic. Hmm. And you see the puddles drying up, disappearing. And at least one occasion, you watch a halfling doing this, and when the puddle disappears, you actually see the volume of the halfling slightly increasing. They seem to be taking the water into themselves. Boy, I hope that doesn't end poorly for them. And it's, it's not as noticeable on larger creatures, but when a gnome or a halfling does it, it's very obvious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of lock wardens now just, like, rushing around the camp trying to get this done. What else are you doing? You have less the, than an hour. The wells that are being sealed up, they're not draining those, I assume. No, there they're wouldn't just be enough time. That would be, yeah. How, um, are they in a concentrated area, or? No, they're all over the camp. Feet? Okay. Alright. Okay. Is there anything else we need to do to prepare? I don't know if there's anything else we can. I guess get ready for if somehow tentacles still pop up. As you're sitting there and cherish, you're desperately focusing on this watch feeling your arcane energy link up with your own aura as you attempt to connect yourself with this magic item. 
Judah from nearby will say in a low tone, What if the tentacles are coming for us, specifically? I mean, we weren't able to test that. So it is still a concern. Do you think we should clear out? I don't know. It might be worth it. And Camion will say, it's the same problem as before. If they are coming after us and we get out great, then we have to deal with it. If not, then we're far away when they burst through the ground here. Right. And when it was happening before, we didn't... We weren't really able to conclusively... No, it didn't happen enough times. Right. Oh, boy. If they are coming for us, specifically, I had hoped to, while we were on the way down, test and see if my ability to drive fiends worked on the tentacles. I don't know that they will. A demon prince might be too much for me, but I was planning on trying it anyway. Canyon will glance down at their watch and say, no matter what happens, you'll probably get your chance in about 15 minutes. And Mike, I'm trying to remember the the tentacle thing did not happen before we showed up, correct? That was brand new. That was brand new according to Camion. Then I am under the impression that it is coming for us and that we should clear out uh, away from as many people as possible. And, Judo and I make that note. Hear that and nod. Kind of once it's said, he goes along with it. That that's always been my impression too. Yeah. So let's do that. And everyone starts looking to you, Sid, about where to go. Um, can I think of somewhere in like Would we have to go outside of the camp itself? Or I'm, I'm kind of asking... Just ask people to clear out. To the north section east of the camp. is the road leading back to Fort Verge. To the southwest is the road leading to Amberfell. In the other directions, you have Infernal Fortifications and the Jarshir War Camp. So, I mean... There's nowhere in camp we, we could go, so... Like, going outside of camp is the... Within the you camp, can't there's make it. people within the camp. Yeah. yeah. You can't okay. make it to the infernal fortifications in 15 minutes, can we? And 
to you. Valor would look over to Cherish and say, We have one way to get there that fast. I'm just thinking if, if for some reason it's not flooded there, we know that. And there's plenty of bodies around to fight. I don't know if we Use care. Use the about scroll this. right now, we could get there. Has Talila had a chance to look at it, though? No. Mm -mm. No, no. Then that's no, not worth it. It's fine. Okay. We should. Uh, which road, north or south, is closest to us? You're on the road. We're. Yes, but like which which exit out of camp would be? Oh, um, yeah. south, south. Then let's let's head that way. Okay. Okay. So you sprint out of camp. I suppose so. All right. Uh, Cherish going to be needing one of those concentration checks right about now. That's an out twenty, baby. Yeah. Your girl is fine. Oh shit! There is an ease to the attunement as you hold the strings of arcane energy in your mind, and Maz aids you in holding focus. You're able to run and follow your companions while she helps your mind concentrate on the magic. As you're all sprinting, there are people looking up from the camp, glancing at the Threadless as they sprint through. Talila is laughing her head off, trying to keep up with everybody, not really sure what's happening, but playing along in the game all the same. A... Lot of the water has been drained out of this camp. You aren't passing any puddles. The the ground is drier here now than it was an hour ago. But mm -hmm. in the distance, you see the murky water of the swamp just beyond where you are. As you rush towards fortifications that not even a day ago were being destroyed by a terrible Baylor that had been vomited up out of the stomach of a living transportation vehicle. You see, even now, the ruins of that place sprinting towards pools of trenches dug for the purposes of defense, filled with dark water. There was no time to seal these up. These aren't idle puddles. These are fortifications that have been built explicitly to be filled with water as you sprint through them, people shouting after you, unsure about what's happening. The minutes tick in. Two o'clock approaches. You pray the old mage woke up in time. The alternative. Oh, you don't know. In 521 years, it's never happened. If Zenerva Arkantol doesn't conduct her ritual, doesn't keep the outer storm at bay, what happens? Does this last little scrap of normality become consumed by the mad magic that consumed so many other worlds?
as you've slowly begun to find out. As you sprint, as you run, as you concentrate, as you panic, you're making it past the first, second, third line of barricades, water flashing by to your left and right. You keep running out into the road, the road which you know is a strange piece of stability in the valley. The roads are some kind of permanent fixture. The Edge Masons derive their power from these roads. No abyssal swamp can consume these roads. They can erode them, they can weather them, but the road remains. Veins that link the arteries of civilization here in the Tempest Rest Valley. Dark pools of water to either side of the road await you as you sprint out and away from the camp. Companions following behind. Judah at some point has grabbed Talila, is carrying her under one arm. Valor has pulled out his shield, a flaming longsword gripped in his right hand. Camion has their axe out, unsure about what's about to happen. The clock ticks. The hand strikes two. And I think that is where we're going to end tonight's episode of Material Components. Because, okay. as always, you can find us on Twitter, at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. I always love hearing from all of our listeners. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think we're all... Yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter, at Elliot C. Lewis. You can also support me on Patreon at Elliot's, uh, at fucking, at patreon.com slash Elliot C. Lewis, where I make all kinds of illustrations. Some of them even Matcom related. Who knows? Probably a couple of them are Matcom related. <laughs> two of them are. Uh, Just two. That's it. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. So much happens. So so many times I want to talk about it with people because I'm very Bleh. so come hang out um, if you want to find me on Instagram and Twitter you can find me at the readamus um, yeah what? all I want in life now is a pocket watch <laughs> or my own army I'll take one or the other I feel like one is a lot more obtainable than the other but I still can't have it. Which one? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and for all of you who are thinking, hey, that that Michael Lisman fellow seems nice. Maybe I should try and friend him on social media. You, you can't. I'm not there. But if you want to befriend me and show your your kindness to me and those who are uh, in this podcast with me, then do us a huge favor and rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Uh, as Mike says every week, uh, 
we really, really like hearing from you guys. Uh, it means the world to us. And uh, when you rate our podcast, it helps us out too. Uh, and it helps more people find it. So um, do us a, a huge favor and rate and review our podcast. Um, and when you do, uh, Mike has agreed, um, perhaps against his better judgment, um, to do a fun little thing and uh, include the name of an NPC that... Uh, or if if you include the name of an NPC in the subject line, Mike will put that name into the campaign. And it can be a really great name. It could be a really stupid name. It's going in. So um, I look forward to hearing some of these ridiculous, awesome, amazing names from you guys. All true things. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter, at MKGargoni, where I am always willing to talk what my deep, deep machinations are. And remember last time when I said shit's about to pop off? Let's just get to the next episode, shall we? Oh, boy. Please. Oh, boy. It's every week now. It's every week. week. Yeah. Get to the next episode. Hey, hey, y'all. Are you guys doing anything tomorrow? Or... <laughs> uh, I was supposed to play Star Wars, but it sounds like we've got to play some more D&D. And of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep over on Twitter at NPC underscore AN. Because even when he is uh, wholeheartedly supporting our heroes by selling them magical items, uh, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening. Ah, episode 86 is going to be a doozy, y'all. I'm just saying that right now. Because it's the first time everything goes totally well for us. (laughs) Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. So good. Girl's just going to explode. But as always, the world is chaos. So please, (laughs) be kind to one another. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.